Hello everyone and welcome to RV Geeks, where we do Dungeons and Dragons and Science, Ooh. set in the sci-fi world of Braxigantu. Braxigantu. Uh, <laughs> we are four <laughs> science communicators who love to play D&D and to talk about the science behind the sci-fi concepts that come up in our game. So before we get into the delicious, delicious science, Ooh, tasty, um, allow, <laughs> so delicious. allow us to introduce Sinful. ourselves. <laughs> My name is Sharmini. I use she, her pronouns. I'm a science video maker and I like dinosaurs. Uh, Ali. Oh, God. I am (laughs) Ali. I use he, him pronouns. I'm a science filmmaker and sort of general communicatrix. Um, Communicatrix? Why have I never thought of this Dominatrix, but with communicatrix. It's so good. I don't know how I feel about that. I love it. I immediately loved that. <laughs> uh, hello, I, I am I'm Simon I see him pronouns. I too am a communicatrix. Um I'm I'm into what is it? Uh, hang on. <laughs> so I'm trying to think of an acronym now, so it's like biology um Oh, oh blimey! Like, what? What can BDSM stand for? Oh, yeah. biology, dinosaurs, seismology, seismology, magnetology, molecules. That's a really broad spectrum. Yeah. Oh, you're into BDSM? Oh, me too. I too like dinosaurs. And that just leaves Emily Bates. Do you like BDSM, Emily Bates? Wow, that is personal for a Wednesday evening. Um, hi, I'm Emily Bates, and I like dinosaurs as well. That's, that's, that's what I'll say. Only the D part uh, of the BDSM. <laughs> oh, wait, I made that worse. Do you like biology? The B and, and the D. Wait, no, because people are going to take this and like turn it backwards. This is really bad. You know, we don't kink shame here Sorry, on RV no. Geeks. So... But we do biochemistry shame, as happened... <laughs> In the no, previous no, no, theology shame. No <laughs> no, no, that didn't happen. That wasn't real. I think Nothing we all happened. agreed that that Nothing stream happened. didn't happen. Yeah. That we didn't <laughs> even didn't record. So don't worry about it. it. It's all good. My editor was telling me it was like oh, I was gonna I was gonna go through and cut down the um, RP Geek stream and I was like oh you did something different I was like oh thank God he didn't watch. <laughs> like, what have you found out about the beef? <laughs> We were, we occasionally create science beef on our Twitch channel that we don't record on our YouTube or podcast. So if you're a YouTube or a podcast listener um, and you uh, are bored on a Wednesday evening and want non, not very sciencey and not very D&D. more chaos, if you like chaos, yeah, if you like just the chatting and the chaos, we sometimes do just relaxed. Uh, sort of game streams. Yeah. Um, but no matter what we do, we always end up nerding out about science anyway. Like last time, though, we didn't, didn't mean even to. set out to do it. Last time, I was actively nerding. trying to shout about science. You were like, "There's no time for your there science." There wasn't facts. time. I was so upset. I'm sorry. Where is yeah. rheology now in our rank? <laughs> well, we need stop, to go back. We we're going to stop talking things. about things that no that people weren't here for. It's really yeah. unhelpful. Sorry, it's sorry. content. <laughs> we have we have science for you today. We have science and D and D, but we are going to start off with the science this is the dnd debrief section of our show um yeah. it is the bit where we debrief the dnd um I, I feel like the d like dnd brief doesn't have science in it but it, the science is the concept we, 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 the we debrief like the debrief is the anyway. science bit the, de- the yeah. science debrief of the dnd yeah. um so in our sci-fi uh setting which you will uh, see later if you haven't already um various sci-fi concepts arise various scientific facts arise when we uh 
suddenly think of things. Um, and I think Simon has picked something today. I have. From a previous episode to talk about. Simon. So, um, in a previous episode, I think it was two episodes ago now, um, Uriel, uh, having reached level three, uh, opened up with his new uh, toy in his forearm, which is a kind of blaster. Stop it! People who are listening on the podcast did not just see three faces crumple in front. Uriel does not have an attachment point on his arm. Does it vibrate, or is it, you know... Is it... Oh, no, it's really uh, powerful. That's, that's embarrassing, I can't... <laughs> <laughs> How could it be more chaotic when we don't have Twitch chat? I didn't know like, we had this. Twitch chat actually keeps us in check. I know. Oh, Uriel's fingers are locked in a come hither position. <laughs> wow. That is not just, what happened. I'm just proud Simon knows about that, to be honest. There we go, you see. Um, <laughs> and uh, how do I come back from this? Uh, Uriel opened up with uh, his, uh, is it the Way of Sun Soul, uh, which is basically like a blaster in his forearm. Um, which, so is Way, deals... what, Way of Sun Soul a, a feat or a it's spell? It's a subclass. A... It's a subclass. Oh, that's your subclass. Okay, Way of um, Sun Soul. So, okay. uh, basically, it's from new... Sword Coast Adventurer's Guide. Hmm. Yeah. Um, so it's a new attack option uh, that's 30, 30 feet of range, radiant damage, D4. Um, and I thought it would be interesting to talk about how radiant damage uh, worked, but specifically in that context, and also a bit kind of more generally, because I know we, we spoke about Guiding Bolt before, um, mm. and I had some sort of thoughts about um, how this could work in your specific context. And there was, I, I went down this rabbit hole, and I'm sure this is what <laughs> some other people do, where like, you know roughly where it's going, oh, and yeah. then you'll find something that's like a branch in the room, and you're like, oh my God, what? And get that's exactly what happened to me when I did the radiant damage of Guiding Bolt because I was just like, oh yeah, I'll talk about how Guiding Bolt could work. Wow, the radium girls, that's so fascinating. And just immediately mm -hmm. veered off and talked about that mm -hmm. the entire time. Yeah. So it was great. Yeah. So, yeah. um, I mean, the thing, can I ask the DM to describe, how would you, how would you describe radiant damage what in a general sense? Can you remind me the situation in which you um, blasted, you radiated? Oh, so I was um, being attacked by... Oh, here we go back. We on a I was being attacked by a, a very friendly, very large um, leprechaun man. No, what was it? It was a satire. Oh, um, it was a satire. Yeah, I was Sater. like, satire isn't the right word. Yeah, sorry, I wasn't being attacked by a giant Ian Hislop. It was, it was like a half goat. It essentially half was, man, right? Although now that you've got that image, yeah, now that you've combined that image, that's helpful. That's who it's going to feed out. The two new holograms of Ian Hislop and Paul Merton, oh, both God. fully naked, no. growing to oh, huge size. No. Go here. Stop. Stop here. Um, yes, and and Yuri was I was blasting <laughs> at this thing which he thought was real and just trying to to make it fall away, and then he fell off at the back of the boat. Um, right before, if I remember correctly, this uh, illusion exploded into butterflies. It did. It did. Yeah. Um, it was very very psychedelic. Um, so that was the situation in which he deployed it, and it was the first time we'd seen it. From his level three ability. It's such a kind of like pathetic. It's like so much bathos in that that's like what? your sort of your uber weapon, bathos. and you deployed it. Bathos. Like, bathos is like, like, like pathos. pathos. It's, it's like pathos, but undercut with comedy. Like it's oh, like when you do something. It's, yeah, bathos. It's etymology. Yeah, anyway, so the proper moment of bathos that like you would deploy this uber weapon like at can, nothing. For, for people who are watching, can you show us what you think it looked like? Was it like a yeah, yeah, pew or I'd imagine this or... as being like the, it, um, 
Sorry, it's a little bit sort of like Iron Man kind of the mm. armor sort of you know moves and sort of reveals mm, components mm, underneath. Mm, mm. But I'd imagine it was also because it's his you know metallic arm that it doesn't have to stay in the shape of an arm so it could kind of reform into the shape of a weapon or it could be something oh. that just sort of expands Ooh. outwards and then there's like a does the way that this works does like, that give us some idea of what the shape of the thing would look like so it would make sense if it was a uh, coaxial weapon so if it was like a cylinder within a cylinder cool. it would match That's something that has awesome. been built already that's um, awesome. But it, but it deals radiant damage. So, Because I'm the person in this group who's newest to D&D, I've looked up what I think radiant damage is, and I have a, a sense, but like, I mean, Ali, you're the DM. How would you describe it? Can we just say something completely different to what radiant damage actually is, just to annoy Simon so he no. must change his entire thing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's when uh, butterflies attack, I think, radiant damage. That's uh... it's simply being pelted with metal radium for you know, as long as it takes to do that damage. Yeah, of course. And, and I, that's what, what would happen in fantasy D&D as well. I, I think that's pretty well known. Yeah, I think that's just a decided upon thing. You should check the forum, Simon, really. I assume you did that before you started. <laughs> yes, I thought I did. I think I found a, a different reality that I, I stumbled into. Like God damage. It's like, yeah, my, my impression was it's, it was holy damage. But yeah. That's the thing. So I, I, when I was thinking about it, I did think, well, actually, to me, it sort of scans best with um, radiation. Yeah, so I always like thought of it as something on the electromagnetic spectrum. That's where I went with it as well. Yeah, I don't know. That's the most creative is... sort of thing it could be. I yeah, I think because like because it's called radiant, right? So you automatically yeah. go radiation, oh. um, yeah. and because it's like this glowing thing, it's always described as like a beam of holy light shoots forward and does mm. something. So you know, something being glow in the dark, i.e., radiation, that kind of works. Yeah, and there's like a variety of spells that, that use it. One that I thought was interesting was uh, Sickening Radiance. Mm, what is, is that? Uh, dim that? greenish light spreads within a 30-foot radius sphere centered on a point you choose within range. Um, when a creature moves into the spell's area for the first time or starts its turn there, the creature must succeed on a con saving throw or take 4d10 radiant damage. A great spell. Thank you. Uh, and emits a dim, a dim greenish light in a 5-foot radius. I mean, that is radiant. Yeah, that is radium oh, yeah. damage. Radium damage. <laughs> See, what I like about this D&D brief is Simon is using it to learn more about D&D. As well, yes. <laughs> yeah. That is actually a really good We're point. We're learning about yeah. the science. I like yeah. that. Yeah, learning about D&D. This is yeah. great. And then there was another example, which was Sacred Flame. Flame like radiance yeah. descends on a creature, um, succeed on a deck saving throw, or take 1d8 radiant damage. So it seems like, compared to other forms of damage, it's a mm. little bit of a catch-all for light-based, holy-based damage. Yeah. It's not as specific as piercing or yeah. poison or whatever. Correct. Um, but I mean, sort of the, the tip, as you say, it's like it involves light somehow. Um, and it, I think another commonality is it involves heat. Like, it's quite frequently like mm. kind of holy flames, that kind yes. of image. Mm. Yeah, but... but Okay, no, sorry, go on. Um, but I mean, so in terms of actually how light itself does damage, depending on where you're on the electromagnetic spectrum, there's a variety of ways in which light could cause harm. So you could have... When we're saying light here, are we basically just talking about anything on the electromagnetic spectrum? Yeah, so I mean, when that's the thing. When we say light as humans, we typically mean a very narrow part of the EM spectrum. But there is physically no difference between... A, a photon of light that we can see and a photon of x-ray light or, or gamma rays um it's just the wavelength that's the only thing that changes um and depending on the wavelength you will see different physical effects so for example um ionizing radiation like gamma rays or x-rays are, are dangerous because they can destroy your dna and they can just kill cells outright if the dose is high enough um whereas something like uv is dangerous in a slightly more insidious way in that it damages your dna um i also only learned today why sunburn is red 
I didn't know this. Is it not just because it cooks you? No, it's because the cells are damaged and blood flow increases to the region to try and get rid of the waste cells that have been damaged. Oh, so it's just blood flow. That was what is I that, read. Is that also why inflammation yeah. is red, though, right? Like yeah, same thing. Is, is that why it's hot? Is that why the area is hot? Yeah. You, yeah. When you touch it afterwards, because it's got it's, blood. It's your body it. trying to clear away all the, the garbage. Which Wait, then so... is why it's so dangerous to have burns of any kind over so much of your body, because there's only so much blood that can mm, deal with the waste. Otherwise, it just starts what... to stay in one place and become a problem. That's what that is. Oh, that makes sense. Whatever degree can burns you, over what percent. What's the, the mechanism of like setting fire to something i i mean i i think i know but i'm not <laughs> sorry sure. that's like, very ali jenny's oh, no, question ali. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know like isn't is isn't setting fire to something when a molecule breaks down into different molecules and releases the energy from the bonds right oh, like the molecular that... components of it yeah i don't know it's that. a chemical reaction right it's something oxygenating in hmm. a very it, uh, well is it just oxygenation in an exothermic sense like an oxygenation process that also emits energy I'm not a chemist. This is how none of us are chemists. Chemistry is not a real science. I feel like does burning work molecularly? I mean, but this comes back to sort of you know, if you're directing enough light at something, at the end of the day, you are transmitting a huge amount of energy towards something, like uh, which we feel if we're in front of, for example, like stadium floodlights. You feel that on your face. Your face warms up because it's transmitted energy from the electrical system to the system of your face and that increases its temperature which if you and do to a high enough extent you could cause serious damage like if you were to your you funny know, bone on the table just now oh, that would hurt wouldn't it oh, that, would be, that would be serious damage, would be serious damage. not very humorous what kind of damage would that be in D? &D? Spe specifically funny bone damage though oh psychic <laughs> <laughs> you just feel stupid don't you it's like, uh... with the with the you, you know you said like light can inputs energy increases temperature when we're talking about um like x-rays and, and stuff is is the mechanism by which that kind of radiation could destroy a cell just that it heats it up does it like boil the water in a cell does it like pierce the membrane that, but i would i would assume so that it is just a huge amount of energy per photon that it breaks apart even if not the cell but breaks apart specific chemical bonds so i think that's how it's working right it's that because the energy for, on the electromagnetic spectrum can be absorbed by bonds between atoms in molecules <laughs> right and when the bond when the energy absorbed by the bond gets high enough then the 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 two atoms yeah. will break apart would anyone like to hear the, DNA, uh, eh? the 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 googled answer of how mo burning fire. works molecularly yeah um, okay, burning is a chemical process by which two atoms or molecules will combine with each other. In burning, the two atoms or molecules combine and release energy. Usually one of the two molecules is oxygen or something else chemically like it called an oxidizer. When the molecule molecules combine and release an energy is released in the form of heat and often light. Even though we are familiar with things like paper or wood burning, actually the simplest burning process is the burning of hydrogen. Hydrogen burns with oxygen and produces water. It's strange to think about it in this way, but water is actually burnt hydrogen. <laughs> it's, it's hydrogen ash. That's so cute. How cool is that? That is it. cute. Also, shout out to, I, I retweeted it the other day, but it just was so perfect. Shout out to the tweet that was saying, all, uh, what was it? All atoms in the universe are hydrogen and helium. We can't just abandon this two-party view just because of a it's couple a of exceptions. It's a binary. It's just a binary. binary. Deal with it. It's a binary, guy. Gone. Everything's um, hydrogen and helium. With, yeah. 
a few exceptions, sure, but they're, they're fine. <laughs> anyway, um, but um, yeah, so I think, the, but, but like, if you're talking about like when you're describing these different D&D spells and abilities, the, the, it doesn't really match to just a huge amount of light because the thing, light is invisible unless you're looking at it. Like if you're shining a hugely bright light at something, it's not like there's a beam that connects from the caster, for example, to the target. Unless there's something in the air. Unless there's something oh, in yeah, the air fine. that's being Oh, being I see. Hit. Right, yeah, yeah. Like, okay. it's it's like with a laser, everyone thinks that a laser is is like a Star Wars type laser, which pew, pew. absolutely isn't. It's just you see a dot. Like, you, you become but, like a cat. Surely... I used to work with a massive laser and you couldn't see the, the bugger. And then yeah. when you had to go and fix it, right, because it would always, it's really temperamental, you basically just sort of, like, do this around where you thought the thing was. You're like, I really don't want to get hit by this thing. I, yeah, jeez, that's all yeah, dangerous. That sounds... <laughs> yeah, you really weren't supposed to fix it, but it kept fucking breaking, right? Just so spray some like, smoke in there or something and yeah. you'd be able to see yeah. it. You're in a secret agent. Wait, if you had super high power something, could you not get a beam that was had enough energy in it that would interact with all the molecules that it would go through and, like, I don't know, set them on fire or something so that you could see the beam? Yeah, so you could. The reason that we don't see that with any high-powered lasers is because it makes it so inefficient. Like, all high-powered lasers <laughs> yeah, operate in a vacuum for that exact reason. Oh. Otherwise, all the energy is lost oh. on, on the path between lasers. But that is what happens with neon, right? With with those kind of fluorescent lightings. Oh, that you basically okay. sign a laser, some light, through hmm. a through a load of atoms which fluoresce when they get hit by that specific wavelength, correct? I thought that the, you had to have something was suspended in neon. I think it is electricity. I think you, you have, have to have to something suspended I in it. it. basically acts like charged totally carrying points. And then <laughs> the, the energy Completely transferring wrong. between yeah. them hits the neon, excites it, causes it to emit a photon, and then passes on. I think that's how it works. It must be so fun just being a particle, just getting excited occasionally and being like, oh, released a being, photon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So Very what nice. I was going to say was what actually more closely matches, and, and, and I suppose this is now going back more to a Uriel-specific weapon, um, is it's more like a you know, typical, at least in my head, sci-fi blaster weapon, right? It's a, it emits a bright projectile that hits something and it causes damage, um, which would be much more closely matched by a, a plasma weapon. So what? using a, a small amount of plasma that you can find in some way has a certain travel time, emits light, um, and also, you know, depending on how your particular spells worded, it would also just irradiate whatever you hit because it's going to mm. collide and cause a huge amount of X-rays and gamma rays to be emitted. Are you going to talk about fusion? Is that what you're going to talk about? I have Not no fusion. idea what a plasma oh. weapon is. You're going to have to start right at the beginning with right. this. So, when you think about any kind of ranged weapon, you are, you're putting some kind of projectile down range. You have a weapon, a small bit of ammunition, and that gets fired at some huge velocity. So in the case of a plasma weapon, in, instead of it being a bullet or an arrow or whatever, it's just a bunch of superheated matter that oh. you can control with magnetic fields okay. and you can direct and the pew cool pew. thing, the, the cool thing, yes, pew, pew. so yes, Kowalski. No, I did that because um, Charlie did a few earlier and it was really cute and sweet. I just, no, it's fine. I'll take um, the blame. So, because, because plasma is basically just, just sort of spicy gas, really. <laughs> like, it's, it's just gas, it's, it's a How gas spicy. where all of the charges have become disassociated and it's this, this kind of melange of positive and negative charges. Like three chili spice or like five chili And does that make it, <laughs> like the does ghost that make chili it spice. more, oh. more magnetic? But it means it can respond because it's a bunch of electric yeah. charges. It can respond to magnetic fields. Like it, it, it's, okay. it's, it's. Well, I suppose it is net neutral, but like you. Hang on, wait, you, are you stripping it of all of its? You're stripping it. Are you stripping it of all of its electrons? 
I don't. To be fair, this is the bit, the one part of this that I didn't look into in any particular detail because there's lots of ways you can create plasma. Um, tokamak. Like a tokamak, for example. Um, Best which word. Is, which is the donut of of fusion, uh, a donut shaped fusion generator. Um, I'm not. <laughs> it's not sure. a natural donut. Yes. Donut. <laughs> it's a toroid. All right. Yeah, yeah it is. Oh, it looks amazing yeah. on the inside. It's so crazy cool. shape. Um, but, but but anyway, um, so so like you you basically just have gas, and you, in order to keep it effective as a projectile, you have to contain it in some way. Some people propose to do that with like a sheath that would just last Oof. a fraction of a second. That's like kind of like a plasma condom, I guess, that you fire it out, and then it lasts long enough to collide with the target, and then the plasma explodes out. That's about right. Or okay. you can use magnetic Classic fields to, to give it a huge amount of vorticity, make it spin really tightly, and then there's like Ooh. a narrow beam. <gasps> oh my god, that's amazing! Um, <laughs> So I always thought that this was some kind of sci-fi concept. Um, and it turns out that there actually has been an experiment to build a yeah. coaxial plasma rail gun. Stop Is it. it the US military? That sounds Tell me dangerous. It's, <laughs> uh, it's called the Marauder Project. Oh, God. <laughs> of course it is. Which, yeah, Mischief course, not course managed. <laughs> and it's a, it's a backronym. Which is great. A it's, acronym. Uh, so it's an oh, acronym so... that's been calculated to spell okay, something out. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's a magnetically accelerated ring to achieve ultra-high directed energy and radiation. I mean, well, oh, done. I, lost, I lost it. Well, what, yeah, what does that spell out? Marauder. Do you think they oh. had one person working on that acronym for like? Oh, six someone got paid a lot of money. Yeah. Loads of like, yeah. he's there with a pencil and paper. Loads of scrunched up bits of paper yeah. behind him. <laughs> Like, they've got, yeah, they've got the... a gun to his head going, you have to finish it, Steve. <laughs> all um, they do is work on paper, like the whole US military, it's yeah. all paper. Safer that way. <laughs> the whole budget has just <laughs> gone on pencils. They don't have enough money to build the thing. Just... Um, sorry, the, the wiki of this is really interesting because it says Marauder is or was a United States Air Force Research Laboratory project. So it's shrouded in mystery. Oh, conspiracy theories. <laughs> um, but basically, the way that this works is um, you it's coaxial, meaning that you have one cylinder inside another cylinder, um, and you effectively build up um, a large amount of charge on like your inner, I think it's the inner tube. Uh, yes, I think it's the inner tube. Um, and then you rapidly discharge it to the outer tube. That's like a huge burst of electric current that generates this really big burst of magnetic fields, because wherever charges flow, you get a magnetic field. And then because of well, whatever it is, right-hand law, I think it is, um, you have a huge current going down the cylinder and you end up with this um, this magnetic field that goes around the cylinders, like in an orbit. And that, when you inject the plasma in, pushes, because of just how electromagnetism works, it works at a right angle, it pushes the plasma out of the uh, at the end of the the, the weapon because it's, it's a weapon. Like, so, we talking... It's like a gorse gun, like a Gauss gun. Whatever. Yeah, yeah we, just... we were talking about rail guns. Oh, are, we, are we thinking little or are we thinking huge? Like how much plasma? Well, um, so are they fighting th people or spacecraft? Really? Yeah, that's the thing. This is basically the design of a plasma drive for if you were to if you were to work, operate this continuously, it would be like a tra plasma drive for a spacecraft. Ah. So what? similar to an ion. I drive. don't like it. But like, why would you not like that? Just bad. Awesome. <laughs> boys, you're such boys, you two. Well, well, <laughs> what, what does it run off? Is it like green? Yeah, I was going to say, is it environmentally friendly? Well, that's <laughs> the thing. So you're you're dealing with the actual energy outlay for each shot is about, uh, I had the figure here, between five and 10 megajoules per shot, which what sounds like quite a lot of energy. Is but that a, lot, a, um, a typical Tesla battery has about 250 to 300 megajoules 
of energy oh. stored within it. Oh, okay. But you have to, it's not actually the amount of energy that's the problem, it's how much, how quickly you're discharging. Right, because right? it has that? to be over a tiny, tiny fraction of a second. So you have these incredibly high currents that would just melt most electrical components so it's in order to actually, crazy materials that's amazing well the, the, in order to, to make it work they use this enormous set of capacitors um yes. i had the name previously but basically they've got huge, names they've got individual names this huge the set birther, of capacitors that could just the go death like, drive <laughs> the death drive I like that. that was it the shiva star oh, capacitor bank <sighs> They have Shiva, as in, as in, yes, the Hindu the as in, I am yeah. become death. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, great! Yeah, this sounds like a great weapon to be making. Good. U.S. military. Jeez. Nice Someone there, take guys. their funding away. <laughs> and I mean, looking at them, they're, they're in like a, a hexagonal configuration. Yeah, you know, sorry, one, two, three, four, five, six, and uh, they're about two meters tall. And the whole thing, I would guess, would fit on like half of a football pitch. Like these capacitors are enormous. Um, Whoa, that's. Whoa! Yeah, um, and so basically that was the only way, at, certainly at the time, because this project took place in 1993 was when the, it was published. Um, so, you know, it's going to be a bit smaller now. Um, um, yeah, that, that was the only way they could build it. And they would accelerate a between one and two milligrams of plasma by up to 10 to the power of 10 G. So, and what happens if, that's, I'm, what if, I'm, that if I'm standing there? What happens to me if I get hit by yeah, two no, milligrams no. of high-speed right. flaming so plasma? plasma? The um, the exit velocity of the plasma, so it leaves oh, no. the gun at three thousand kilometers per second. Wait, wait, wait! Just what does that even mean? I haven't got any grasp of how, how fast, how fast is that? How fast is the Earth fast going through space? Oh, what's, Jesus, what's, what's, what's one at a time! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how quickly is it going? Swallow. It's quickly. It's carrying. Right, hang on. Swallow. Right, hang on. Three thousand times sixty. Times, times 60. <laughs> I love it's, it when we get into Google stuff. Right, like. so that's uh, one hundred. Uh, million kilometers per hour. So compare that to a plane which goes at about five hundred kilometers per hour. Oh, that's quite a lot. Quick. So it's really very, very fast. Um, and it but just still you. doesn't help me. How fast does the Earth go? Like, are you shooting this? What, do you know? What, how would that help you? How yeah, do you feel how fast the Earth, the Earth goes? Like, you, you sense you use that. terms I understand, cool. science What's the speed man? of sound? What's um, Concord? Is it Concord? <laughs> yeah, Concord. Speed of sound. Right, <laughs> okay. So the Earth, really other fast, the Earth moves fast. around the sun at about 30 kilometers per second. I don't care about that. Totally Ali cares So 100 times as fast as the Earth moves Concord. Was But think about it. You're sitting next is it you'd fire and it's gonna okay. anyway concord hits... went at 2179 kilometers per hour right. this is one this is how much this is 3000 kilometers per second okay so much quicker than concord and they expected it to get faster so that's uh, they expected it to get to 10000 kilometers per second which would be 3% of the speed of light so it gets faster cool. but then they then they stopped doing it because well, they decided they? this was very bad and they should not have this weapon and then they it's all stopped and went home and they? it's definitely not being what made happens what happens when you get hit by it right. what did they fire it at so did it you... ever stop Oh, that's good. Well, well, it says here that a shot, so bear in mind, it's about a milligram of plasma. If it, it hits with the energy of five pounds of TNT, so it hits you and you get annihilated. You mean you don't up. explode though, right? It just sort like, of what, yeah, what, punches you through you. Well, so you get it like would be, exterminated from It the would be a mixture of <laughs> the huge amount of inertia. You get erased from history. You go negative <laughs> yeah. suddenly. And yeah, yeah. I think what would happen if it hit you would there be a tiny entrance wound and then 
it would rapidly expand as it moves through your body and it, it would just be blown oh, it out. It slows, right? It must slow and cool. But then no, wouldn't yeah. it do that when it hit like molecules in air? Well, or rather, it would, as it's because as it's moving through the air, like all forms of railgun, that basically kind of ignites the air behind it right. and creates like a vacuum right. behind. So as it punches through you, it sort of creates a, a, a vacuum oh. that moves very quickly and then rapidly expands. But presumably, as it's so, doing this, it's ionizing everything next to it, right? So everything yeah. is getting, yeah. it's catching yeah. fire and being destroyed. And this sounds really it. bad. Jesus. It's a pretty horrific weapon. Can you see it? Yeah, can you? No, you can't. It's going at three million zillion. It's going at what you probably see is just like, seen it it's too flash. late <laughs> yeah <laughs> but this is the kind of thing you could probably use on like interstellar craft to fight one another like mm. this would be like because yeah. realistically like certainly with our technology this would be a weapon that would be enormous you'd be like broadsides on an old-fashioned ship of the line but well, on interstellar just firing teeny tiny little things so your aim has to be good <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine you could imagine couldn't you You'd be like right i've got a really powerful ai here that's basically going to calculate where the enemy ship captain is i'm four hundred thousand miles away right all I'm going to do is fire this P from my ship and it's going yeah. to nail that captain. And you know, you're on the other ship being like, doo, doo, doo. <laughs> oh, the captain! <laughs> and then you don't know who's going to be, oh my God, that's terrifying. Yeah. But it's but the interesting thing is like, the, the, the thing that's kind of limiting this is the fact that you have such a large energy discharge over such a small period of time. So you're limited by the conductors that you're passing it through. So with superconductors, you'd feel like this could be miniaturized, like, kind of and, and also large amount of storage for the, for the energy but it feels like this could genuinely be miniaturized to the point where it could be a transportable weapon such as in a monk's arm um i love the it far like the department of defense is like call that man we need him <laughs> on our team get rid of the guy in the basement with all the paper yeah. he's there with yeah. the, the write that down write that write, down, write that down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i don't know how to pause youtube videos write it down <laughs> Jenkins! They just, just happened to stumble across a Twitch stream for the first time ever. And uh, <laughs> Jenkins, I think we've got it. <laughs> it says he's a doctor. Quickly, call him! <laughs> this is when my phone starts ringing. Yeah. Just like, it hasn't even gone out live yet. That's yeah, how yeah, powerful yeah, that's they so are. Literally. <laughs> is this a bit like... Um, oh, I'm really hoping you're going to know what I'm talking about, Simon, because I don't know enough about it to talk cleverly on it. Is this like what First Light Fusion are kind of doing? where they're um, trying to generate plasma basically by firing particles very quickly. Well, I, I, as I understand it, this is at the hyper, right? This is at the high energy physics, whatever it is. I can't remember the name of the acronym. But, but yeah, they, they're trying, well, they're trying to use lasers to transfer a huge amount of energy and compress a pellet, if I remember correctly. And that basically creates the conditions for nuclear fusion on a very small scale. Something like that. Yes. Because there's a few totally different ways you can do fusion. Toroidal is like the, the way you think about it normally. But you can do it with these pellets, which is- There are people doing insane. it in America as well, who I think have done it as well. Yeah, but, but the problem like is doing it continuously. 200 lasers yeah. being like- And they have to be perfectly calibrated. So you're hitting this pellet from all sides so that it explodes in a perfectly spherical pattern. Um, but you then have to do that, have many pellets per second in order to keep a continuous output. That's Whereas, Dr. Octopus in Spider-Man 2. Pretty much. It works, except I think he is actually doing magnetically confined fusion. I think he's doing like mm. a, a tokamak without actually, with just an spherical symmetry. That's which cool. is a bit weird. God, that, <laughs> that, fuck, that film absolutely fucks. That. that ages. <laughs> it, it does <laughs> fuck. That film totally fucks. It's Sam Raimi just being like, it's like you watch it now, having been used to so, all the other MCU films, and it's so stylized. It's, <laughs> it's so cool. Which one's the second one? 
The one with oh, Doctor Octopus. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I have seen it, but I don't. Well worth it. watching again. It had a very good game adaptation. That was like the best um, game of yeah. that generation for Spider-Man. Oh. Anyway, we've gone off topic, but um, so radiant damage, I would contend, is yes. uh, like I'd actually argue it's some form of plasma weapon. And Yiril could potentially actually just have superconductors in his forearm at room temperature that would allow him to supercharge on some kind of coaxial setup, a small amount of plasma, and do one d four radiant damage. Hey, <laughs> how are you gonna how are you gonna scale this back down? That we've decided to 1D4, it's absolutely like, obliterated everything yeah. in it. One d four. Yuriel is falling off at the back of the ferry. Oh fuck! Blast it, and the entire ferry just annihilates. <laughs> It's like that scene in like the Last Jedi where like all the starships just get blasted one after the other. Um, yeah, I mean, sure, you could you could limit the muzzle velocity, you could limit the amount of plasma you're firing, so you could scale it. Yeah, sure. Yeah, we'll go with that. I yeah, like that's it. Scaling that's very good. Very, very good. <laughs> and well also, done. in atmosphere, you'd have a limited range to it. Because like in Void, sure, you'd probably go on forever. Oh, but yeah, 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 because and especially if you're worried about the, the Taurus shit. dissipating, it could actually be quite short A range, range of sort of 60 to 120 Well, feet, I think perhaps. actually yeah. with Uriel, is it not five foot? Oh, is it? it has to be someone you're punching. Oh, uh, no, it has to be oh, 30, 30 feet. Oh, you got 30, 30 feet. feet. Okay. Okay. And yeah, that makes perfect sense. I can only do it twice. Oh, he's got two key points. So I could only do it a maximum of twice in a day. That so makes it's sense. limited by his energy, the yeah, amount of energy. Absolutely. Yeah. That's perfect. Yeah. Right, science. 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 science, bitch. We have. Wait, <laughs> only two key points. Shouldn't you have more than that? Oh, three. I'm level three now. Yes, yeah, I have yeah, three yeah. key points. We're going to get you playing Monk properly eventually. We're going to do it. We'll get yeah, that breastplate brace off you. <laughs> no, roleplay. Only roleplay. <laughs> then you don't get any of the good things about being a monk. <laughs> Poor breastplate. Though, Bold so. of you to assume I'd know how to use them. But they're just on I mean, your character sheet. They are given to you, right? You I couldn't avoid you them if you wanted. Except by wearing a breastplate. That's the we only way of avoiding We were talking about this the other day, and I might have had a little Google <laughs> as to what you don't get. And I think it's some of the abilities that you maybe are using at the moment. I think, I think you it's... don't get your second hit with the flurry of, um, what, as in flurry of blows no you can have flurry of blows because that's key points but you should normally be able to second, do two hits but i don't think i don't you get unarmed strike because unarmed also includes wearing armor oh well that's bold. that's just misleading <laughs> doesn't make a lot of i'm sense not i'm unarmed not unarmored <laughs> i have always i have always thought of uriel's body armor as basically his chest being plated but yeah, built that's, into your that's skin. why I take it because he yeah, is just yeah. half metal. Yeah. Okay. Well, on we'll that note, I, I have a question actually for for us, um, which is uh, when like would now be a good point, or should we do it at the end of the episode? Uh, we might forget to think of some D and D possible D and D brief topics for the future because we've kind of forgotten to do that the last couple of times where oh, we go back to I think we should do it at the end because I think it's yeah. nice when it comes from the latest episode but let's yeah, make okay. a let's make a mental note let's now everyone forget. okay to do that Mind at the end of the episode which you won't be able to do because we're pre-recorded so but awesome. totally, totally remember we're gonna be we're gonna remember now everyone remember well okay. done future us well done. you remember okay. you remember you remember you remember okay we've got sounds it. like a future us problem and I've also looked I'm just just while we're still on the topic of why Simon shouldn't have armor on um so you also can't technically use your damage dice as the monk's damage die, and uh, you can't use your dexterity for unarmed strikes or non-finesse monk weapons. So this is just grossly misleading. But wait, the... wait, are you it are you getting a, are you getting an AC bonus from that armor? Um, yeah, he will. Be. Yeah. Well, why don't you just take away the AC bonus and keep the 
keep the flavor of having a breastplate, mm. but just mechanically you're correct. It's just that flavorfully yeah. you have it. I mean, I'm happy to do that. Yeah, do that. Perfect. Great. And then you'll get your unarmored defense, and it's actually better for you because you'll get more. Have you? Have you? Are you using a? Are you calculating your stats yourself, or are you getting a program to do it? I mean, I've I use um, what's it called, Aurora, to calculate Which, it. Just I... just check if you take it off what your AC ends up being. Okay. I'll check what level you get on armored defense because at some point, because then you get to add like your wisdom and stuff your to wisdom, your AC. Your, it's great. Your AC awesome. should be eight plus your wisdom plus your. No, no, no. Pets. So normally it would be. I don't think he gets it yet because I think that's this sounds level. like a conversation we should have in a anyway, break between. Anyway, yeah, yeah. We yeah. Have yeah. Now. I thought the break had begun. I thought Finished. that would happen. <laughs> No, this, no, this is up. still, <laughs> still <laughs> going, Annie. Oh, this is still it. We're Thank a, you. We're having a break. <laughs> so much for uh, bearing with our excellent first half where we science the shit out of it um, extremely successfully. That was a good uh, one. Part two. <laughs> part two of the show will be the actual play Dungeons and Dragons style. Unarmed Defense is level one. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I think your defense should be higher. I think your AC should probably be higher. Carry really, on. And with that, we're going to take a quick little break. Great. We'll see. Wait, Shabby's finishing. Oh, we thought we were telling me to wait. Okay, I'll carry on. Um, we'll see you all. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome back. Um, it is now the very exciting uh, adventure part of our episode, the Dungeons and Dragons reskinned to a uh, sci-fi world, the sci-fi world of Braxigantu. <laughs> the other elbow. Oh, Emily, Wait. the elbow of your elbows. That one didn't hurt, so really, but I still did it. It's still sad. So before we jump into the adventure, um, we're going to do a little brief intros oh, of... The characters that we'll be playing, will be playing. If you are on Twitch or on YouTube, you can also see them. Is it this side? <laughs> Is it this side? Oh no! Which way, Simon? You have to tell us. Uh, it's above the RP Geeks logo. Is above Charmony. No, the little no, character characters. Oh, sorry, I, I, I misheard. It's to it's to the your right. Yeah, get, get, yes, there's our little tiny character art. So um, here's my little Tenebris here. So um, uh, I, as a reminder, I'm Sharmini and I am playing Tenebris. Uh, Tenebris uses she, her pronouns. Um, she is a drow in 5e terms, um, which is sort of genetically modified human person in our world. Um, and she is a sorcerer with mysterious powers that we uh, have sort of found the source of in Slime a colony of creatures um, that sort of float around her. Uh, Simon. Uh, hello. Uh, I, as you may well remember from such hits as the first half of this stream, uh, I am Simon. <laughs> I see him pronouns and I play Uriel, uh, our dwarf monk, um, who's a cybernetically enhanced human uh, on, the, on the path to becoming more machine than man. And we totally didn't just have an argument off camera about how I've been rolling my I character. Mean, it wasn't an argument. It was you were wrong and you've accepted that now. So, And also joining us is my fiance <laughs> on this stream. Wow. Uh, wow. Wow. Wait, no, sorry, that was Emily Bates. Who are you playing, Emily? Hello, I play Influence Guy 6000, who uses she, they pronouns, and um, in D&D 5e terms, is a wood elf, but in our terms, she is completely reskinned to be a robot, android, druid, druoid person. Right. What would she look like thing. if her skin, if her panels were made to display like a human flesh texture? 
Well, we kind of did that when we did, um, uh, what was the it? Disguise self. We had the disguise kits, right? You became a mouse. You became... No, I, no, no, I did that. It was wild shape. And it was a rat. But oh. at one point I had a disguise kit and there was like weird, like, projection. That was flesh putty. You it flesh was like flesh putty. Oh, it was flesh putty. Oh, I mean, she would look yourself. like one of those, it, probably like, you know, the original Sims games where the, oh. they're just kind of like faces weirdly stretched. She'd look like that, I think. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. Um, and our overlord and master. <laughs> Ali, <laughs> I I am like the kind of the the player in The Sims. I see everything in um, what do you call that sort of th- that isomorphic. half three D isomorphic? Yeah, I see oh, everything in isomorphic. Sims One, where everything you can look yeah, that way. Yeah. Yeah, Imagine when way. I'm creating the world, all I only have four camera angles, which is the corners of each of the rooms, <laughs> and I can zoom around that. And whenever I hear you speak, all I hear is you going. Rob film for God's sake, Simon. He's, he's the DM and he's in charge, right? Okay, film. So, where were we? Our heroes. Well, I'll tell you where we were. Thank you for asking. Our heroes had crash landed in the swampy delta south of the Mukinchi Mountains, a long way south, after having stolen a ship on top of another ship and then crashed it into the swamp. He keeps using that stolen word. I mean, you took it. It wasn't yours. I'm not going to judge. <laughs> I just Borrowed. calls it like I sees it. Anyway, so you crashed the ship and you then trekked through the bayous and you eventually came upon a family of river folk diminutive river folk who gave you a ride all the way to the nearest town which is Lansdowne Port on the coast of this large cove uh, looking out onto the sea having arrived at the port our party is now searching for a member of the mysterious group known as the Undertow. They're looking for passage off-planet, each for reasons of their own. I tried to go really deep on that one. I don't know how that came across, but... So... Okay, good. So it is. We find our heroes in a grimy upper-story room down the back alley in Lansdowne Port, where they have come to connect to the network in the hope of discovering more about the goings-on in the planet of Braxigantu. At least, I assume that was why. I don't know. So... Here we are in this room. Four thick cables snake down out of a hole in the ceiling. Um, the sides of the room, you can see that there's wallpaper there. Uh, the, there's wooden boards on the floor, but they look old, a little bit eaten away. It's clear that the mugginess and the humidness of the air has not been kind to this room. There's mold growing on the walls. You can see a little bit of moss coming in through the window. The windows are open, letting in the humid air of the night and also the sound of jazz floating in uh, on the breeze. So good. 
in the corner of the room, attached in the back of their head to one of these cables, a man in a suit sits slumped against the wall, not moved since you came in. Infinity. You take one of these cables and you attach it to the socket in the back of your neck. Uriel and Tenebris, you watch as these fern-like fronds from the connection cable reach out and form links in the inside of Infinity's uh, inside of, of Infinity's neck and into the connections there. Then you see her legs crumple beneath her and she falls to the floor, head lolling to one side. I mean, she Infinity. does do that quite a lot when she goes to sleep. Now I plank. Fair. Oh, yeah. That's I go like... Doo, doo, doo. That's true. This is, this is alarming. Infinity, you feel the real world stretching and warping away from you, and then you appear in the network. You look around you. You see a vast dreamlike space. You see towers. You see columns rising into the sky, much higher than it would seem that any kind of real architecture could ever go to. You see thin flutes. You see strange stone. Uh, statues of mythic heroes, of great beasts, huge friezes lie in massive structures that look like temples or even buildings from some ancient culture that you've never seen before. Harsh sunlight, desert sunlight drifts down from above you from a source that you can't quite tell where it's from. You see people moving around you. They wear uh, sort of what look like sheets uh, clasped at the shoulder and then hanging down across their bodies. Sandals, um, their hair is slicked back to their heads and you see that some of them carry circlets or bits of jewellery on their arm, lots of gold. You see walking past you um, four of these types wearing quite uh, dowdy clothes, carrying on their shoulders a palanquin, uh, a bed uh, on two wooden beams with a shaded sort of curtained off chamber on top of it. And inside you can just see the silhouette of another figure being carried by these people. The whole scene doesn't feel quite right. Not only do you get the sense that the structures couldn't exist in reality, but as you look, concentrate on one part of the space, you feel like you can see more and more details, as though the details themselves become ever more intricate and entwined, and you realise it's as though you're looking at a fractal. And that the closer you look, 
the more and more details you see, and then you see details from those further details, and more and further, till you feel your mind being sucked towards these individual places, and you have to pull yourself back to stop yourself from tumbling forwards. The whole place is built like this, and some parts of it, they seem to shine with an otherworldly light. As though much of the light that actually lights this space is coming from the structures and sometimes even the figures moving around inside. As you watch, you feel a slight breeze on your arm, a moment of coolness in the harsh desert sun, and then... Oh, welcome. It is a network. I will be your assistant. Are ready to guide you in whatever way you may need. You look Hello. up and you see paperclip, a paperclip, a paperclip, <laughs> a bent piece of metal. <laughs> Anything else is only going to be a letdown, Ali. <laughs> Change all your plans. <laughs> um, with a uh, a toga with these sort of sheets draped over it artfully and again clasped over one sort of section of the metal and two floating cartoon-like eyes above the top bend and also a, a quite a, a curly waxed moustache also coming out of the side and what seems to be a little bow tie as well Please uh, remember that uh, the time taken to uh, traverse the data lanes will vary uh, dependent on your mental alacrity. Oh, I, I think mine's quite good, actually. I'm a robot. Oh, that is uh, good to hear. And uh, it is uh, uh, your responsibility to ensure your physical body is cared for during this time. Yes, I have friends looking after my physical body, so... Uh, what's your name? My name is Bribib. I'm sorry? I'm, did you say Bribib? It is Bribib. Bribib? That is correct, thank you. Great. The pronunciation, okay. of course, is uh, of this round, not of yours. Of, of course. I'm Infinite Sky 6000, serial number 869197261. Yes, I'm aware of who you are. <laughs> you are? <laughs> That's exciting. <laughs> It is uh, displayed for us to see. Do you know everything? No. Oh, okay. I just thought maybe you were just. I mean, I thought maybe you were the internet, but it be so. Uh, uh, no. Okay. Well, I live in the network, and I'm here to help you in whatever way I can. Very nice. As far as I may. Uh, yes. Well, um, yes. maybe you could help me. Um, could you? I, I believe. Well, where I'm currently uh, residing in my physical body, uh, Braxagantu, uh, there was a disturbance last night near Lansdowne Port uh, at 2.38am and I was just wondering if I could maybe pull up some details on what what exactly happened. Yes, of course. The anomalous reading. Yes. Uh, if you would... Go ahead and roll me a history check and do so <laughs> with advantage. With advantage! Ooh. 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 Two dice, there we go. Ooh, the 
9 and a 10, which becomes a 14 for the highest one. If you would be so kind as to follow me. Okay. At this point, you can see that Bribeep turns to face one of the structures in the middle distance. This looks like uh, an ancient baths. It's kind of a massive stone structure, and inside you can see steam just rising up uh, out of the surface of the water. Uh, there's plants growing either side, and there's um, various different figures moving around the outside in various states of undress, and people conversing. You can see a couple of amphoras of what looks like some sort of liquid, and as you're looking at it, you feel yourself being pulled towards it. It's as though by staring at it, more and more details become apparent, and as you see more and more details, you're suddenly there standing in this place you look around you smell the scent of rose uh, in the water some sort of rose tincture and um, you can feel the steam on your skin um, you look up at the ceiling and it's a mosaic a very uh, intricate with aquamarine blues inlaid with mother of pearl and it depicts uh, uh, a sea nymph scene of sea nymphs under the water and then, beside them, a mighty chariot, empty, it seems, with dolphins just caught in the harnesses. And the whole mosaic moves ever so slightly, as though the seaweed is being rustled by invisible currents in the stonework. Well, I would uh, start here, if you will. Oh. <clears throat> and you realize that on the wall of this baths where once it was stonework and tiling you see a bookshelf appear it seems that this is your primary way of finding information should you wish to envisage another way say a computer terminal or your own personal preference you may use that no. to access the I've, data. Um, I've never actually read a book before, so um, do you have uh, do you have like an audio book? <laughs> yes, we do. Could could I could I get it in audio <laughs> book format? You blink and look again, and you see where once there were books is now oh, quite a. Uh, a nice, it looks a little bit old, uh, it's a, a pair of headphones where the leather around the um, ear, the, the sort of ear padding, it's just a little bit worn, someone's right. clearly used them and loved them. There's a, a name written over the top of them that you've never heard of before, and a thin curly wire connecting it to the stonework. Uh, what does the name say? Uh, it says, Sen Hi Essa. Not sponsored. But if you want to, fine. Um, okay, <laughs> that's what these are. Um, oh, oh, rip it. Um, what? What? I feel like you know. I feel like there's a lot of options for how I might be able to access the data, and I, you know, I just want to make sure that I'm experiencing the best that you have to offer because you seem so nice. What's your favourite way? 
<laughs> I just want to talk to you more, Pritpit. I'm not going to lie. You just, you seem very nice. I'm afraid we do not know each other very well. Oh. Uh, I would not presume to ask you your way, but if you must know, I, I like to consume my information through the medium of low-quality drama. I would like to do that, please. Actually, I've changed my mind. Could I please have it through interpretive dance? Absolutely. You must simply imagine such a thing. <laughs> okay, maybe maybe I'll just stick with the audiobook, actually. I think, thank you, Blip-Bip. I feel like I'm annoying you. Sorry. Maybe this isn't really... It doesn't feel like this is me asking these questions. It feels like there's like someone else controlling Infinity right now <laughs> who just is trying to come up with the most ridiculous thing possible. Infinity would like to listen to an audiobook. Excuse me, before I take my leave, uh, yes. it is my responsibility to inform you that you should always, when traversing the network, ensure a secure connection to protect yourself from bad actors. The longer you spend here, and the weaker the safeguards to your neural uplink, the higher the chance you may be targeted. Okay. Thank you. Understood. Thank you, Britbit. And you turn around and he elongates, spreads into the thickness of a human hair, and he's gone to another part of this dimension. Over. Put the headphones on. Um, it was, did you say you this was interpretive dance now? Or? No, no, uh, she's sticking with the audio deck. Uh, that was Emily who just really wanted to see you do inter interpretive dance. But Infinity doesn't want that, so she's sticking with the audio book. And you rolled a 14. I did. Yeah, you turn to the wall and uh, you listen with this question ringing in your head. What happened? What, what happened last night with the signal? You get a lot of voices, conflicting voices. If you were listening to a story, it would be being told by many different narrators. You get the sense that some of them may be less trustworthy, some of them more trustworthy, and you realize that information itself isn't going to be difficult to come by. It's about how much you trust. Verifiable sources. Yeah. You listen. After a little while, you're not sure how long, time seems a little strange here, you pick up the following information. You feel like this has hit all over Braxagantu, at least uh, in the places where there is connection to the network. There's information coming in all the time, and it all seems to corroborate that. You also get the sense that there is confusion and an undercurrent of panic which goes all the way up through the various levels on Brexigantu. How the fuck am I supposed to take notes on this? How am I supposed to communicate this succinctly in like a few lines, Ali? <laughs> and uh, you also gather that this level of uh, uh, alert Gamma level. Yeah, has not been seen on Braxigantu for a very long time. Oh, can I look at the last time it was seen? 
Uh, yeah. Roll another history check. Just straight, or? Uh, no, it's just, so all of these are with advantage. Ah, okay, just from being like in the network. Yeah. Uh, much better, 21. Oof. You look back it's through the history of Braxagento, and what you see is that the last time you unroll the years, you listen to the voices in your head, and you follow one which seems to be authoritative, which is citing their sources, which, which is clear about what they want to say. Braxagento has had a turbulent history. The last time you reached, it reached this level of uh, uh, security concern was when there was war, or at least inter-Nissan war, uh, between the factions controlling the resources on this world. And at that point, the Alliance representative raised the uh, level to Gamma in the hope that it would calm that down and that they could call some form of reinforcement. Did it? Um, in a manner of speaking, the conflict ended soon after, uh, but not necessarily from Alliance means. It seems that one of the factions won out, but it's not 100% clear how that happened. But it does seem to have something to do with the current state of Gunker specifically. Ooh. The the faction that won out there has risen and risen and risen and is now a preeminent sort of controlling member of Gunker right now. So uh, would I know cuz Emily thought the alliance controlled Gunker or is this just these factions kind of have a very high sense of power within Gunker because of winning that kind of power struggle? but it's still like alliance territory. The way that uh, Gunker and indeed Braxigantu is organized is that there are factions on Braxigantu who provide various services, do various things. They exist of primarily uh, the metallurgists who are extracting uh, materials from the planet. Um, they also exist, uh, they also consist of uh, the council within Gunker itself and the alliance which is the link between Braxigantu and the broader uh, alliance of planets and systems okay and that on top of sense. that you have the armada which is technically a part of the alliance but is so powerful it's often dealt with separately or at least has its own uh desires yeah and um can i now look for whether anyone has managed to triangulate where the source of that uh, weird signal might have come from and do i think they've triangulated it to me uh or yeah, vaguely roll, where i was <laughs> roll one more history fact for me with advantage okay uh 22 searching through um, and listening to these different voices and now the more and more you use uh, this piece of equipment which sits on your head now the more 
you realize that it's almost like you're listening to an auditorium of different voices and you start to be able to focus in on the ones you really want to hear whereas before it was like a cacophony now it you can exert more control as you're listening you hear many different rumors ideas some voices shout louder than others there's lots of different suggestions as to where this signal came from none of them have anything to do with the Bunyawine Delta which is the area that you are in and as this is happening roll what's your passive perception 16 you feel eyes on you in this strange ancient setting you are hearing different bits of conversation creeping in and out uh, under your under your headphones and you get the sense that some of the characters here are paying you a little bit more attention than you might imagine they would normally there's a little cluster of what look like sea nymphs um, floating uh, in the water in a, a bed of sort of sargasso seaweed and one of them has been watching you most of this time another one plays with their cup of wine it sort of ripples slightly uh, in their hand not looking at you but still watching you mm -hmm. if you know what i mean yes I do. As that happens, as you become aware of that, Tenebris and Uriel. Do you think she's alright? She just sort of flopped on the floor. <laughs> uh, don't worry, I know what to do in this situation. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go over to Infinity, and I'm going to attempt to put the robot in the recovery position. <laughs> <laughs> Roll a medicine check. Because I am very responsible. <laughs> but you're drunk. You're also still yeah. drunk, right? That's the perfect drunk thing yeah. to do, though. When I've been dr too drunk before, I've definitely gone like gone into bed and gone, I must lie and go to sleep in the recovery position. And I've put myself in it as I go to sleep. Don't worry, I remember this. That's an 11. Uh, you roll infinity over, and now she's uh. facing the wall. And you imagine that She's certainly not on her back anymore. This is very safe. This is the safest you can be. Oh, uh, okay. I think my headache is coming back, even though I drank all that alcohol. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that sometimes happens with the alcohol. You've got two options. You either just really double down on the alcohol, or um, you've really got to lay off of it and, and lots of lots of fluids, you know, um, lots of. I always found nutrient paste really helped if you if you had it. But like, do you have any nutrient paste? Uh, I, I don't or remind fluids me. Fluids or more alcohol? Uh, you no. have any of these things? We've been relying on Infinity for all the all the little you know the berry things she's been the giving. Berries us. were pretty good. Yeah. You hear a noise coming from the corner. Should I put him in the recovery position too? <laughs> the man in the suit, he's uh, looking a bit dishevelled. Uh, the suit is certainly bedraggled. It's seen better days. You see the elbows are wet. 
uh, and that the tie has been long lost. There's a couple of buttons missing off the shirt. Uh, you look in their face, you can see that their eyes are rolling back and fluttering under their eyelids, and you can hear groans coming from them. So uh, when we um, we talked to a guy on the desk, right? To yeah, to get things. Is this in the same room, or was that down the stairs? The man at the desk is in the same room. Doesn't appear to have taken any notice of this. Legs up on the seat, maybe flicks an eye up at the noise this uh, besuited man is making. Their eyes fly open and the figure looks around, taking in the whole room. We're both just sort of like staring at him in a, in a way yeah. that it's not like, like we're not doing that like politely ignore thing. We're both just like <laughs> slightly alarmed, staring. You see, he reaches down and starts feeling his body, feeling all over it. Looks down, and his feet, the other foot, shakes himself like a wet dog, and then reaches behind his head and pulls the network cable out from his neck. You can see that there's a kind of goo, it looks a little bit like sort of plasma or kind of the inside of pus from a boil, just coating uh, this cable and also um, what looks like a, an open socket in the back of his head. He breathes deeply once, twice. And then tries to stand up unsteady, looks at you, looks at Uriel, looks at the man at the desk. Where am I? Lands uh, down Paul. Oh, I don't know if I've ever ended up here. Interesting, tell me. Where is the nearest place I could uh, go to get a drink, huh? Uh. At this point, behind you, you hear the sound of the desk clerk. Bring their feet down onto the floor. Clump, clump. Stand up. Uh, anus? Uh, anus? Is that you? The other man looks at him. Ines, what an interesting name. Very well. I suppose I'd better be off. And then he turns and starts trying to climb his way out of the window. No, you gotta stop him! Stop that man! That ain't Enos! Stop him! Uh, what are you doing? Enos! You said Enos, right? You definitely said Enos at first. Anus I don't want to make an ass out of myself. I'm going to go and uh, grab him. Okay, roll initiative. Let's give it the butt of all of our jokes. Um, sorry. Um, 16. Uh, excellent. Um, 16, 19. Okay. Um, what's your dex, Charmony? Oh, uh, good question. Plus three. Or 16. 
great. So he's been like infected with a virus or something while he was in the web. I mean, maybe he's. Oh, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. This person, this this being, can jump around. You know, maybe. Yeah. This is somewhere else. Maybe like. Uriel, you're, you're the first to go. What would you like to do? Um. I feel like. I mean, it, 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 is he already at the window? Yeah, he's making it for the window. So as you go to move, he is scrabbling and starting to kind of force his way out of what is quite a small window. I mean, I'm going to move over to him and pull him back, like grab him around the midriff. Okay, um, so you're going to try and grapple him. Yeah. Roll a strength. Strength it is. So that's, that's 11. Um, okay, hold on. Right, he... Uh, wriggles out of your grip with almost a kind of preternatural like strength uh, it feels as though even this skinny little body uh, seems to be being controlled by a, a very powerful will it wriggles out of your grip and starts um, moving again towards the window uh, as this is happening Tenebris I think Tenebris definitely like just like hesitated slightly like what are we supposed to do but then like, as soon as Uriel started moving it's like there next to, to Uriel and as Uriel is sort of trying to grab him I think she's just sort of like trying to grab like just just like grabbing on it onto a little like little piece of his coat or like one hand on his on a sleeve and one hand on a on the like jacket just like uh please stop roll me uh, another strength check for a grapple 12 <laughs> He only rolled a four. You grab onto it and the cloth starts to knot around your hands. You kind of get caught up in a bit and this uh, man gets slowed down and he trips and falls down and is now sat against the side of the window. Let me go. Let me go, you fool. I must get out of here. Don't you understand how difficult it was to get in here? Wait. And he is going to try and break free. Uh, so roll me another strength check, yeah. I mean, can I, like... I don't know, did, did he like run away from me? Is there any way I can help uh, Tenebris? It's not your turn, that's his no, turn. No, it's not your turn, so... I rolled a 13 strength. Oh, you him. grip on! Powerful strength! Oh. This is strange, this kind of strange uh, encounter that you're having, ha having is happening as people are walking about outside, talking, laughing, joking, you can still hear the jazz coming in and this sort of subdued like scuffle that you're having inside. No, no, you must be out, I must get out of here! But he can't break free. And now the door guard comes over and grabs hold of him and says, You listen here, you you filthy creature. We're gonna get you the hell out of there. I'm gonna take you to see the doctor. We're going. We're going. You help me tie this person up. You do it. Uh, there's money in it for you. Virus exorcism. Virus exorcism. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Um, wait, uh, do you have any any rope? <laughs> please, please tell me you have rope. And if so, can we buy some? Because we can yeah. only do it some extra. I could do with a backup belt. <laughs> we need more oh, belt. Well, we got rope, or at least what'll do it. Then he brings out um, two cables. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those um, what do you call those things? Those plastic uh, things that cops use to cable ties. Yeah, cable ties. Yeah. Exactly. Get his legs. I'll get his arms. Oh my gosh. A cable tie him up, and he's now trussed up there. Oh and you see he's frothing, foaming at the mouth. Oh my Let gosh. me out of here! 
If they catch me, you do not know what they will do to me. You. He looks up at you, Uriel. I promise you, 50 gold. You get me free, 50 gold is yours. Uh, no offense, but we've just met and you seem like you've just escaped from this, in, this access port. I don't know, it don't seem right. You, you will pay, tell me your names. Tell me both your names. Tell me them. I will find you. I will find you out. You cannot. Alphonse, he take no prisoner. I will be back for you. I will be back. And at this point, he gets shunked over uh, the shoulder of the door guard. And the door guard starts walking away with him. I'm going to leave you two here. I trust y'all will uh, take good care of the place. Don't do anything I wouldn't do. Next uh, couple of hours, free of charge. It's on you. It's uh, on me. And boom, 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 walks out into the street with this wriggling man. Let me go, you fat imbecile! Oh my gosh. Out into the night. Did you see that? Did there was someone under? Oh my gosh, do you think that happens all the time? What? Gosh! I don't, I've never used the, 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 the network like this. It's different up on Spotify. Yes. What the fuck oh. happened? Get, get him in the way. Like, got his jacket and he fell over. Like... What just happened? I'm gonna pause, like when the comp when it just like does that natural like pause. I'm just gonna like look at infinity and be like, um. My eyes also look at infinity. Okay, we need a plan. Infinity okay. doesn't appear to be moving. She, for all intents and purposes, seems completely stationary. Okay. And at that point, infinity. You are deep in your investigations and you've just caught the sense that maybe someone is paying attention to you. I will take the headphones off and confidently walk over to the sea nymphs. <laughs> Hello, can I help you? Maybe. How can I help you? Tell me a little of yourself. Well, I'm mm. Infinite Sky 6000, serial number 8691972.6pmgb1530ml. Yes. We can see that, thank you. you. Everyone keeps, how do you know? <laughs> Where exactly do you uh, port in from? You are outside or no? Oh, yes, uh, yes. I plugged in uh, in Lansdowne Port. Lansdowne Port is far away, yeah. Uh, well, I don't know where I am, so I assume so. Mm, yes, it's far away from the main, uh, the main part of the network. You know, you seem a fascinating creature. Oh, thank you. That's what uh, that Uriel says that sometimes. So. <laughs> Why would you like to meet our uh, employer? Well, who are you? You haven't answered my question. I am no consequence. Who's your employer? My mm. other friend really likes having jobs, so that might be useful if you could get us a job. <laughs> I'm sure she will be able to find you somewhere to occupy yourself. I would like to make an insight check, please, to see if Infinity trusts them. Because I'm Roll playing it like she does. <laughs> a six, so yeah, same great. 
They seem difficult to read. They are acting kindly. They aren't acting kindly. They are acting kindly. They are acting kindly, okay. Who who is your employer, sorry? Perhaps we can uh, let her make our own uh, introductions. Would you maybe come with us towards the spire? Um, maybe. Um, Brit Bip, are you here? Always. Ah, yes. (laughs) Hello. Um... Hi, Brit Brit. This is my friend, Brit Brit. Um, do you know these sea nymphs? We are acquainted. Should I go with them? I am not at liberty to make your decisions for you, madam. Mm-hmm. Okay. However, if I may take you aside for a second. Please. And he turns to the, turns to the Sorry, sea we'll nymphs. Sorry, we'll be right back. And he sort of gestures with one end of his metal kind of uh, body and makes a kind of deprecating gesture. I do apologize, please. Uh, I do not obviously wish any disrespect to the lady. I will, uh, I will bow as well. My friend is here for the first time. Perhaps she do not know how things are done here. You can see the sea nymphs there interested expression has suddenly taken on a tinge of annoyance see that you bring her back now see that you bring her back i don't know what happened to my voice there it was very strange and uh takes you away into a little corner it's an alcove and you can see there's a kind of little stream uh, a little fountain just falling aside it's so beautiful here Britbit. It's really lovely. Yes, this is a particularly nice uh, iteration. Uh, who knows where it will be tomorrow, though, eh? Oh. I would maybe steer clear of the lady's nymphs. The lady herself, I could not say a bad word, but she ever plants. You could not say a bad word, or you would not say a bad word? Uh, it would not be seemly. It would be against my protocol. I, I'm a, so she I'm controls simply a you. servant. Yes, okay, that's yes. good. You don't have to answer. It's okay, I can read between the lines. Um, but they seem very nice. Yes, they would seem very nice. Yes. But they will... Uh, they will try to get their way with you and it is uh, very important that those who have who are embodied understand their worth in this realm for you to come here from the real plane and to strut around like you own the place oh. I don't you simply think bring I own ideas. It. If I'm not being too forward. No, no, you can be as forward as you like. Um, I. So, I didn't realise. That... Am I the only one here who's from Praxigantu? No, 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 no. If you look around, see, and you look around and you see that there are lots of different kinds of characters here, but 
the ones who blend into the environment, the ones who look as though they fit, have taken on shapes which match the surroundings that they're in, even though they keep their essence within that. But there are others who seem a little bit out of place. Maybe they're wearing the wrong thing. You can see a little bit further away someone dressed in an entire suit of armor, just walking down the street. Right. And you realize that there are outsiders here who don't quite fit. How long do you think I can stay here for? You may stay as long as you please, but the trick is obviously going back. How do you go back? No one really gave me a guide when I came in. I just sort of shoved a <clears throat> pipe into my the back of my head. You are literally talking to your guide, madame. Oh. If you wish to leave, no. you need only to wish it. I really do appreciate you. I just, I just want to say that. I really, it's very nice having you here. Um, okay, no, I don't, um, I should probably go say goodbye to the sea nymphs and just, just tell them that I'm not going to go with them. Or maybe, who is their employer? Because Tenebris does like having jobs. Their employer is the Lady Ulandria. Ulan Ulandria, that's a lovely name. Do you think I could do a little bit more research before I go? Your decisions are your own, but once you have been spotted, oh. it will not be long before others become interested in you. That sounds very ominous, but, but um, okay, maybe just. I'd like to look up one more thing. Be my guest. Oh, I have to make a decision now. I have so many. One more thing! As that's happening, we go back to Nebris and Uriel, sat in front of the motionless body of infinity. Okay, so she comes back. She's not an anus. No, she's, she's someone else. She's Alphonse. She's. <laughs> right? She wakes up. She says, Aha! I am in, I'm someone else. What do we do? Imriel's just gonna let the mechanism of his blaster just come unhinged. You're oh, going wait. to shoot her? Well, I mean, not fatally, but maybe, you know, we, 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 if we if we apply the right amount of pressure, we can force whoever goes into her body. It's not worth it. And then maybe they leave. Oh man, maybe just in the leg or something? Like, not. Oh, well, if it's not infinity in the head, then surely infinity wouldn't feel any pain. Well, yeah, but then once we get infinity back, then they're gonna be like, hello, what did you do to my body? <laughs> that, that is how she sounds, by the way. <laughs> oh. What? That's exactly how she sounds. Why are you laughing? <laughs> It just came out of left field. It was so sudden. I've been working on this impression for weeks. <laughs> I've been putting a lot of effort while you guys are asleep. That's what I do. I practice the impressions of both of you. Please do, Uriel. Um. <laughs> oh, how am I supposed to respond to you? Oh. Okay, give me a sec. 
Simon's fallen out of roleplay for a second, everyone. Ugh, I broke him. I broke I'm him. I'm very proud, actually. I'm quite pleased about this. I did. Like, I'm just totally... I'm really happy about this. Oh, God, I just got fucking haymaker. right now. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> right, um... Look. <sighs> if... <sighs> if... If Infinity were... Oh god, keep it together, Simon. Come on. <laughs> We're nearly there. But if Infinity Wexer, I'm sure she'd be appreciative that we got whatever it was out of her body. Oh, that's true, yeah. And, you know, she's modular. I'm sure there's going to be another, you know, there's going to be other better robots. We could, well, I'm sure we could find a spare. Find new leg. Exactly. Benefit okay. of synthetic life forms. That, that, yeah, no, that, like, yeah, I see. That is actually. But I feel like, how about if I, like, if I just clobber him in, and I, like, it's just gonna like, gonna what? like very what? gently tap. I'll be like, right, I won't blast it first. I'll just be like, you know, bam, just, just, just sort of tap him in the face to be like, no, you see. Pin her down. Be like, yeah. Move. You're gonna tap her in the face? No, this is with the. Yeah, he's gonna like just nudge her in the with the with the barrel. Completely unresponsive. Yeah, well, you know, if if, woke, if, if, if she woke up and someone was like, it's, it's me. Ugh. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. That is good. Brains. We got this. We got this. It's all good. Hey, hey, hey. You're real. My head hurts. My gosh. Hey, while there is no one here and Infinity's not here, hey, how about I make you calm again? Uh. I can do it right now, just while we're waiting. We're not even doing anything, and then you're going to be also calm, and then my headache will go away, and you'll be like, ah, oh, floating got the blue lagoon. Whatever it is that you go, have I, I think I need some time to recover after the last time you made me come. No, no, that um, was ages ago. That was like yesterday. I, 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 it's a, it's a lot. Okay, it's a, it's a pretty um, it, it was a pretty intense experience, pretty new for me. Um, what if I just make I'll just make you a little bit calm. I'll just. No, just... no, no. Let's um, let, let's just focus on on the task at hand here. Um, and. I just worry that um, you know I don't I don't want to be to be changing how my brain works. You, really, you liked it last time. You said you really liked it. I did the it was great. Like it was great for happy. me too. It was I really I really enjoyed it. Um, I just um I, I feel like. Why don't you, you want know, to do it, it again now? It, do you never want to do it again ever? No 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 no. I'm not ruling out you making me come again in the future. I'm just I, I want to um, let's just stay focused here right now. Tenebris, as you feel a rejection of Uriel. Roll a charisma saving throw. God damn it! <laughs> I really w- Let the man a chance! Right. <laughs> <laughs> She's actually crying! Uh, that was a 24. <laughs> you feel- She's actually crying! <laughs> you feel some kind of force. Some other mind reaching the borders of your consciousness but you take a deep breath and push it back and you feel your emotions subside a little and as um. that happens we're back in this oh, strange God. towering floating kind of babylonian cityscape these figures wandering back and forth in front of you, the nymphs who were uh, floating in this um, beautiful rose-scented bath start to rise. 
they start to rise out of the water. No steps, they just float to the top and now they're standing on it. And they are completely confident. They're nude, standing in front of you, um, and they look at you like a, almost like a cat would look at a bird. And you see the three of them slowly start to walk towards you. Come, my dear. Surely it is time for us to go now. No, thank you. I'm still researching. I don't want to talk to you anymore. But uh, maybe we can help you find what you are looking for. Uh, no, I was doing quite well on my own. Thank you. I must insist. Rip I would like them to go away now. I'm very oh. sorry, madame. I can't really help you with that, but if you wish to go away, you need only wish it. But soon, for there are ways to keep you here, should you uh, okay, be okay. desired by Can the Can I come person. back, Britbip? Absolutely, whenever you please. Okay, great. Um, I, I wish to leave. And as the hand, a silky soft, um, deep brown fingers reach towards your <laughs> wrist, you wish, deeply desire to be gone, and you feel your arms distend and elongate. You feel the scene become smaller and smaller and smaller until it's almost like a tiny glowing dot in your vision in a surrounding void of nothing. And then your eyes fly open in front of you, tenebris, scowling. Uriel, and you're looking down what looks to be the rotating muzzle of some sort of oh. gun in your face. He's going to uh, tap her in the face. Uriel! Yeah. Uh, hello! Oh, it's you! Yeah, oh. What's you doing? Who? Who is it? Uriel, shush! Give Uriel. us your serial number! What's your serial number? Serial number! A6919726PMGB1530ML No, I think that's correct! I don't, I don't remember it sounded the serial right. number! That's, that is my serial number! Okay. Just taking some precautions. I'm going to give her a hand what? up. Uh, just taking some precautions. Something happened while you were away. Bit of a scuffle. It was just wild. What happened oh to my the man gosh. at the desk and the person in the corner? He had right. to take the man away because it was not anus. It was Alphonse. For anus? That was the guy's name, apparently. Anus. That's not a real name, I don't think. Okay, that makes sense. There were sea nymphs and they were trying to, I don't know, take me somewhere? In the internet? It's very, very wonderful down there. Like, it's really cool to hang yes. out in the internet? Yes, I learned lots of things. But I wanted to learn more, but then I, I had to leave. The paperclip asked me to go. Well, <laughs> told me I should probably go. It was called Britbit. Would Infinity know what a paperclip is? Has Infinity yeah. ever seen paper before? She's got paperclips in her data banks. Because <laughs> I, I she, say hers, so. Hers was actually the line stone. When she was going around terraforming the different planets. One of the side effects of being in the network is that you do sort of information osmosis into you, especially <laughs> when purveyors of certain bits of information are near you, and you get the sense of what a paperclip is, that it's for something to do with sheaves of paper, and that Clipping maybe them together. You, you wouldn't go that far. You know that it's something to do with sheaves of paper, you wouldn't Infinity's know. pretty smart. Paperclip. You, maybe you would guess that, <laughs> but you couldn't be sure. Sure. So, okay, so... Everyone 
is worried about this in Braxagan too. It hasn't been gamma level for a really long time. But when the 2.38 a.m. when when it all turned off and everything, and well, I, they don't seem to know where it came from. I'm gonna look around and make sure there's definitely no one else here. No one like listening in through a window or anything, right? Make a perception check, investigation or perception. Investigation or perception. Um, I think that is a 13. Um, you look uh, around the door, you look through the windows. Everybody seems to be enjoying themselves, going about their business, and nobody seems to care at all about what's going on in this uh, little room on the first flight of this rundown area uh, in Lansdowne Port. Infinity, now that we are finally alone, like... <laughs> Did you do something? No. Did something happen? Maybe. And it was I think you? I did. I think Perception I did. check. Perception. <laughs> Shit, I don't mean that. What do I mean? Insight check. Well done. Simon, roll insight check. I cast fist. <laughs> I cast punch in the face. Nat 20. Okay. Ariel well, I... finally gets oh. people. Oh. Except it's a robot. Oh, it's a robot. <laughs> it doesn't make any distinction. It's it's it's, it's emotion. Whatever emotion. insert current year is, Ali. <laughs> yeah, you. Did she's... you want to know what the year was? It's two seven eight C. We know what? that. Um, but did, hang on, did didn't that was actually going to be a question I was going to ask Infinity? But wasn't one of the things that Infinity was unsure about was what the year was? Yes, it was. It was one of the things I have on my list of things I could potentially look up. What, and I that's didn't not get what to... this year okay. is. That's what the it's, other year is. Yeah, I know this year. It's the Alliance, the actual yeah. like, right. Terracorp from Infinity's like standard thing. Anyway, um, what? Uh, no, I, I, I just... Well, that time I was awake, you see, and maybe... In the middle of the night, by yourself, and everything well, I was, was doing fine. The watch, as, yes. As, okay. In a forest, like next to nothing that you could have caused any trouble with. Yes. Right, but I, I saw, I saw a satellite go over, and I've been trying to talk to the satellites to, you know, get my upgrades and things, and um, well, I heard a voice. Um, like the satellite talking to you, like, hey, Infinity, how are you doing down there? It wasn't quite like that. Everything kind of stopped. And they said they were the forest. And, um, well, then when I stopped talking to them, uh, then when I stopped talking to them, a lot of time had gone by, and I think it was about 2.38 a.m. Okay. Oh, and stuff was falling out of the sky when I was talking to them. The stars and stuff, they, they were falling. Did the forest say anything about, by the way, we're making everything fall out of the sky No, now? no, they didn't. So, you know, not 100% sure, but fairly... It would be quite a coincidence, and... That sounds like correlation, not causation. It does sound like if you were just having a chat with a forest, which is weird, right. by the way, but okay, you know. Um, well, but then, then the people on the boat—they said that there were there were all these different gods and things, and they said one of them was the great trees. And I just wondered, oh, it could have been like a god forest. 
I don't know if that helps. I don't know why I'm saying that. Like it makes more sense. Well, it could be because a god forest could be the kind of thing that could stop everything and make everything fall. Well, it it, it sounds like some kind of network that you communicated with, and that must have been something that communicated with all the satellites, and maybe something malfunctioned. Maybe that's how you communicate. So maybe we just need to get you in touch with that network again. Maybe, Can you do it through here? Maybe the God Forest Threes is a bit like my friends, where we are all like connected and and like a colony together. Well, but if it is in different places, and that is like a forest, right? Because all right, and are... if it is a forest, I guess there's a chance that I grew it. Oh yeah, you're like its mum, like maybe. its parent. I don't know. That's it sounded so very old. You are, could also be very old. Yes, I think I probably am, but I'm not. I'm not I feel like... sure. I wanted to learn more when I was in the internet, but um, there were weird creatures that I think wanted to take me somewhere. Does the name oh, Lady Ulandria mean anything to you, too? No. No. Okay. Well, they wanted to take me to her. They said she might have a job for us, but also. It seemed ominous. Are you right? So it's not like you can just jump back in and try and talk to this. This forest. I think I could try, but I think they'd try and get me again. Look, it sounds to me like maybe the tree god did something, but it probably wasn't your fault. And no one can, you know, come up to us and think, "Oh, it was you who did all this terrible thing." So I feel like we're okay. Like who knows what's going on? We can just carry on with what we're going to do, like go live in space and live happily ever after. Oh, on that, the space thing. Did you find out where the Underdog are? No, I didn't have time. Again, it was on my list. It, I have a, a list of things I was going to look up, but I didn't get to that. Um, right. When I was talking to the trees, the forest, the god forest, they wanted me to go find these satellites. Um, the ones that fell out of the sky? No, I don't think so. They're... Ali, I can't remember. Uh, the golden jellyfish. Were they Terracorp satellites? Did I know that? Uh, or no? You... Roll me a... History check. 19. You don't recognise them. Okay. No. Okay, they're not anything I was aware of. They wanted me to find these... I think they were satellites. They kind of look like jellyfish. Do you know what a jellyfish is? Um, no. Oh. Yeah, just about. They're like floppy. Yeah. They look like a bowl of jelly with spindly bits on the bottom. Yeah. Um, but they were satellites. And they're sort of a dome with something enclosed, and they told me I had to go find them. But they were in space, so I thought I could look well when you two go to Martin's Bay. Or maybe like on the way to Martin's Bane, if we just look out the window, we'll see them. Maybe. Martin's Bane is the logical place to try and find something in space. There's different surveillance networks. I'm sure we could, it's the place to come. If you came with us, we could we could probably, you know, find it. Martin's Bane is magical and you can do anything there. Really? That's what I, that's what I am getting the impression of, yes. That sounds wonderful. Um, I don't want to, I don't know. You two don't need to help me, though. It's not. No, 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 no. Why I'm here? Not, 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 you know, not a problem in the slightest. We, um. Yeah, then we want. We will help you fi- fix your thing, and then we will all live together. We got jobs. I know you two 
want to leave the planet. Yes. I would like to come back. Well, you may feel differently when you see it from the perspective of the void. I just have a lot of questions. Well, hopefully we can find at least some answers on Martin's Bane. And maybe we can get you onto the next bit of trying to find the the jelly thing with, with, with bits. Right. Jelly, jellyfish. Jellyfish. Yeah. I don't mind where I live as long as I can hang out with you guys. Do you mean that? I mean, Even if it's on Praxagantu, where the water's too cold and the sun's too bright. Yeah, it is better than... In some ways it is worse than home, in some ways it is better than home. Cause... What's your home like? You've never really spoken about it. It is, it is like, so nice. It is like such good weather. Well, I guess it's not weather because it's like underground. So it's like always like a good temperature and nice and warm and the water is nice and warm. And um, there is not like a, a blinding ball of like, ah, in the sky, you know, giving you cancer all the time. Um, and then there are lots of mushrooms and then there's a, we, we grow all like different kinds of mushrooms, which is really nice. Um, and you can, uh, you, uh, you, we, we grow like really fancy types as well. And sometimes when there's like leftovers, you can um, make, you know, if you don't sell, you can make like really nice dishes. Right. Um, and you know, my parents sometimes would make really nice food and sometimes I would try and make, I'm not so good. Your at parents? That. Yeah, they, yeah. Are they still there? Yeah, yeah, they live there. Do you not want to live with them? Your family? I mean... I, um, I had to... Uh, it wasn't really good for my job prospects, so they helped me. It was pretty sad to have to go, but they helped me get, a, 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 like, you know, find somewhere else where it was a bit better for me and better for them, and then, you know, people weren't causing... You know, people weren't upset at all, and it is kind of better. But I, I'll go back and visit them probably at some point. We could all go. Yeah, yeah, we could like go on holiday, holiday to Vesper, and you're like, oh my god, this is so nice. And then maybe actually, maybe we could find a place to live there, and we could like live like in somewhere really random where I've never been, but like no one knows, like you know who I am or who you are. And then oh. we would just like we could start a mushroom farm. I could maybe grow some plants. I don't know. I think I need to stay on Brax again too, really. To but I could visit mushrooms. You can't grow plants because I could grow mushrooms. Mushrooms. Can I yes, draw a craft a little mushroom? You do. Can I eat it? Um, you I feel, don't think so. <laughs> you feel the hyphae of the mushroom spread out between mechanical components of your palm, sucking moisture that you provide for it, and the fruiting bodies grow and sprout. Sorry, I should have done this sooner. Here you go. Can I eat it? Um, no, I don't think it's real. Well, it is real, real, but I guess you can eat it. I don't know. Is, can you eat stuff you made with your craft? I think it's just like a... I ate it. Uh, yeah, I don't think actually I can technically create it. You can, but it, it's yeah. not very nutritionally dense. Yeah. No. Poisonous. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Oh, sorry. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um... I, I would like to go back into the internet at some point, but I think maybe not just yet. And I think I might have raised suspicion, well, looking we, like I do. We could always go and, you know, come back. Well, actually, no, we kind of got to stay now until the guys come back. There was the whole thing with the... Oh, with yes, the, what happened? 
the, the anus guy uh, yes. tried to leave and then it turned out it was someone else and then we helped tie him up and the right. owner of the place um basically was like oh can you look after the shop while i'm gone we're going to go and exercise this guy and uh we're going to come back so i guess uh, we have to wait you here. could go in and guard the shop well, I, I was going to suggest if you've aroused suspicion, then maybe it isn't safe for a while. We could always come back and go to the lobster pot or something and try and find out more about the under. Yeah, let's let's oh, go. Yes. Let's wait here we for have a to wait. while until until the man, the person comes back. Then we go look for the undertow. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, I feel like this is all really good. We can, you know, we have some money. We could, if we need more money, we can get some jobs together and all work together and be like co-workers and get enough money for a space ride and then we can go to space and like along the way i'm sure we will find out all sorts of interesting things and we just don't mention the trees making the satellites fall from the sky. yes i think that would be a bad thing to mention yeah. i'm i'm sorry i didn't tell you sooner i thought you two were just upset with me what were we why were we upset with you you were just Doesn't... complaining about the planet a lot oh yeah well, because the planet's awful. That's not your fault. It's, it's nothing to do with you. I think it's... you'll find it, it, it really is all to do with me, actually, Uriel. No, no, no. It, it's, it's nothing new. It's nothing against this planet in particular. It's just it's not the void of space. It's, it's, it's different. And like all the animals that live here, like if you took them all and put them on Vespa, they would die because there is no light. So for them... It's probably lovely, they, you know? Right. So it's like, just because something isn't quite right for you doesn't make it bad. So just, you know, just because, you know, I'm sorry I complained about your planet. I just like- No, it's okay, you can complain. It's, you know, I can I can do better. What? Maybe what? not right now, I, I'm not fully functional, but I can make it better. I don't think I can really get you'd, rid of the sun. You'd have to, yeah, I was going to say, you'll have to like start over a lot. I could warm up the water sun. though. I think I could help with that. <laughs> you just think different planets have different pros and cons. No, right. and I wouldn't worry about it not. They teach us that actually in terraforming school. You have a terraforming you went to a school? school? Well, not really. It was just sort of a chip that was implanted into my into my system, but. Oh. Um, did That's you have it's friends? Called. It's called did you have school friends in your oh. chips school? Well, not. I mean, did you I had next the to other someone? robot. As we're having like this you? conversation, how many of you robots are there? You hear thousands. I'll tell you all about them later. <sighs> you look just like me. <laughs> oh. Well, uh, you're worth you too, girl. That's for sure. And back comes this kind of bulky man with his dirty shirt and his jeans. He says, plonks his hands down on the table, wipes his balding forehead. Oh, that's a bad one. You know, it never gets old every time you see it. It's always a shock. What actually happened? Well, y'all mm, never uh, used a network before and never seen anything like that. We're not from round Never, here, no. Ever. Well, I enjoyed it a lot until they tried to keep me there. Yeah, they'll do that. Uh, <laughs> that would seem like the kind of thing you could warn people about before they go into the network. Maybe you could have a sign. Avoid you know, sea nymphs or something. We did have a sign. <laughs> I wonder where that went. Oh, can I look for the sign? Make an investigation <laughs> check. 
This conversation really tickles me. Uh, 16. <laughs> Uh, you uh, kind of move aside these old newspapers and bits of sort of paper and different kind of uh, pads on his desk and you find underneath it a really grimy sign that says um, beware possessions. Oh, maybe this, I mean, this is confusing because it could mean things that you're carrying or, you know, being possessed. So, you know, you you could have used a different... I think you're right. God damn it. Was that another user that took over the guy's body, or like, who was that, really? Where did well, you take it? it's them? hard to say. Uh, often they come in spouting that kind of gibberish when these, uh, you know, when they straight fay eye, and I ain't, I ain't never seen a, another user take a different user's body. I mean, that sure is straight ticket to hell, you know what I mean? So that probably wasn't a user, it was probably a sea nymph type person. Yes. Uh, it, it was a fey eye. You, you never heard of that? You, you did say fey eye. You did, you I did thought you that. said fey eye. I yeah. was in the fey wild. Oh my god. <laughs> fey eye. It's fucking Christ. amazing. I love this. Christ. I want uh. to live there. Uh, I, I'm not sure you do. You wouldn't last too long. No, well, I, I don't think... I mean, I enjoyed it. They had an audiobook. Say, are you cyborg or are you full robot kind? Oh, uh, yes, I'm full robot kind. Oh, and you ain't even got a bit of human brain up in there? Not that I'm aware of. Oh, well, who's to say? I do you know lots about robots? Kind. You know, I can't say I do. I've been working on the shipping most of my life. I'm gonna come here after Okay, do you know anyone who might? Oh, well... I reckon that's how the best place to... find out about that sort of thing would be the scav market. Great. Thank you. That's really useful. Oh, much obliged. Well, you did me a favor, Enos. He ain't... Much of a gentleman, but I'm glad to see him rightfully returned. And who was Alphonse? I do not know. Is Anus coming back? Uh, here. Uh, you betcha he can't stay away. No, I mean, like, you got you got him back, right? In his... Oh, well. You know, he's with one of the healers. I oh, expect good. they'll find him wherever he done end up. Oh, okay. right. Is that a leaf? Because did that like, happen to me? I reckon it would. Right, you need to get a better sign. <laughs> I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. No, it's okay. Um, we'll see you soon, though. I would like to come back. I enjoyed it. Well, you're very, very welcome. Two gold. It's a snip. Uh, I don't know what that means. We will maybe be back. Thank you very much. Thank you. Have a good day. Well, thank you, and, uh, you know, y'all bump into anus, maybe introduce yourselves as his saviors. <laughs> is he trying to give us money? No, I don't think so. This is a damn uh, question. Uh, no, he's just sitting back down, crosses his legs, picks okay. back up his reading material. What's he reading? Uh, he is reading uh, what looks like a manual uh, for some sort of entertainment system. 
sign making for dummies. <laughs> it's upside down. It's yeah. not really. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. Well, look, let's let's just okay. Let's not talk about the foresting. We're just gonna go and see if we can find out undertow. Yeah. yeah. We need ticket to space, please, to Martin's Bay. Easy peasy. How how could this possibly go wrong? Then so, we can go back and see our friends on the boat for like dinner or I guess it's already dinner time. Can we get some dinner? We ate. Oh, I can make more good oh, berries if you would like. Yeah, then all the throw we ate a berry. You ate a uh, uh, quite a large meal from oh, yeah, we had the St. Tortoise's restaurant. Yeah, we had the like the way big here. food. Yeah, Do you remember? I had like you fish and you had fish, I think. Or ribs. You had or... ribs. Yeah. Yeah, okay. You ate it. It was greasy. You still got that grease on you. Oh, I was super drunk when we ate that. I yeah. was super <laughs> Which means wasted. Sharmony was out of it while she was, was role-playing. <laughs> no, it was not. It was not really So yes, what are you are guys we doing? Eaten. We've had a big food. Going to the lobster pot. Is it the right time now? Yes, is it near? Yeah. It was after dark, wasn't it? You walk out back into the streets. You hear the jazz playing. Uh, and you see that the moon is now risen quite high over uh, the horizon of the sea, looking down the back alleys. So walking through um, this town, certainly this area of the town, you're walking over uh, sort of ramshackle bridges that seem to connect little tiny sort of quarters together, as though little squares of houses are all connected with these alleyways made out of um, floating bridgework of various different kinds of security, bits of wood, bits of metal. Um, you do see, uh, as you walk out towards the piers, where you were told that the lobster pot uh, was going to be, um, you see figures on the street, lining the street at regular intervals, looking this way and that, wearing uniform, plum-colored uniform. Um, you can see uh, they have belts, and uh, they each carry some sort of regulation, what looks like a weapon, kind of truncheon shaped alongside them. They have epaulets, so they're sh little sort of shoulder pads. Um, and what, your passive perception's 16, right, in mm. Yeah. As you walk past them, you can see this neon light shining on the sides of their necks, slits in the skin. Ooh. Like gills? Yeah, like gills. Do we recognise either the uniforms or the colour from the stage in the hologram of the announcement? Oh, yes, sir. As in, like, I feel like someone was wearing plum coloured robes. It's like a. Mm, make a perception check. But perception? Yeah. Was Just it, to see how much you I've only got the guy who was wearing like all scene. white with the, the black bar. Yeah, that's, that's the only one I've got. I'm trying to work out how much I can like remember about what, what matches. Um, perception is 10. Yeah, you don't think that uh, these uniforms match anything that you've seen in that particular holographic image, but you're not 100% sure okay. there were a lot of people there and the quality was quite grainy. Yeah. So, you walk through the city, uh, through the, this town towards the harbour front, and you hear the sound of uh, the clanking of um, rigging against masts, you uh, hear the sound of engines turning over, uh, and the bustle and the hustle and bustle of 
people moving around, dock hands on the piers, and boats rubbing up against one of ropes. Now, when you come out, the tide has gone out quite a long way, and you're looking over mudflats that seem to go out underneath the piers. Light shines off the kind of slick surface of them, the moonlight. And you're looking for the lobster block, correct? Mm-hmm. Roll a perception it. check, everyone. I rolled a two, so that's an eight. You have plus six on perception. Yeah. Seven. Fuck me! Uh, 17. Uh, Uriel, as the other two are kind of scanning fruit. How many way, stars? Vintage just looking at them. <laughs> uh, you pick out a shadow underneath a pier not too far away from you. It's about 10 feet below the level of the pier, and it seems to be shaped like a very large boy. It's kind of cylindrical in shape, it seems. It's very dark because it's under the shadow of this pier, so you can't make out much about it. And it's just swaying ever so slightly from side to side. But what you do notice is that little dinghies are pulling up alongside it, stopping for a moment, and then departing. Is it on the mud, or is it in the water? It's in the, it's in the water near the end of one of the piers, so right next to the side of the mud. There are some rivulets, streams, which still make it out through this kind of alluvial silt, uh, but there are sort of mountains of silt underneath the, the piers. Right, and it, but it's not actually connected to the pier, like it is a way off. So it's underneath one of the piers, it's at the end of one of the oh, piers. Oh, they're not solid, underneath I see. Um, and yeah, I pointed out where it is, you like, well, I guess that wasn't there before. I guess right. that's where we've got to go? Yeah, they definitely said it was under the piers, so... I okay. just assumed they meant by the side of... They said okay. under, so... Let's give it a go. Off we go! You head out, walking further and further away from the music and the hustle and bustle of the old town. You move your way along one of these large concrete piers, the strange crab-like iron legs that seem to be holding it up out of the water, moving very slowly. You hear the sound of scraping metal very low underneath you as you approach this dark shadow. Getting close to it, you start to see little pinpoints of light, tiny uh, portholes in the side of this thing, a little bar of light underneath where you think a door might be, and then a rope ladder almost invisible until you come up right next to it, leading down towards this shape. Um, are we going into a bar? That didn't go well last time. Well, no, when you put it like that. I got rugby tackled out a door and then you dived after them. But um, bars serve alcohol and I've, I've discovered that alcohol is either good or bad for headaches. Right. I'm not sure which, so I'm quite up for throwing some. Let's get some that doesn't have those weird lead bits in. Yeah, that was weird when we saw mm. the metal in the drinks. Yeah, right. okay. Let's I also will... just agree. Oh. Try mm. not start a fight. 
That sounds like a good plan wherever we go, really. And we, uh, uh, we we're looking for we fossils. We didn't start in... it last time. And we're looking for fossils in space. Is that what we're saying? Is that what? Yes. That... That we need to go to Mars in space fossils. for our space fossil business. Yes. Right. Okay. Great. How do we leave the planet, please? Thank you. Okay, great. <laughs> Actually, wait. No, hang on. I'm from Martin's Bay, and I can say I just want to go home. I've been here looking that's, for fossils. Well, that's the truth as well. Yeah. Oh, that's much easier to remember. <laughs> yes. Right. So, I want to go home. I was here, but I was looking for fossils. I would like to find space fossils of jellyfish. I have heard that Martin's Bay is the coolest place ever. I want to go see it. No, you're kidding. Perfect. We've got this. Right. After Climb you... down the rope ladder. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. she goes first. Tinnivus, <laughs> you make your way down this ladder. It's um, still damp uh, from the spray uh, of the, the water around you. Um, and you swing ever so slightly, and then you put one foot down and it hits solid wood. And you're standing in front of a door. There's no window in it. But you, with your dark vision, can see that there is a handle. And the faintest glimpse of a bar of light underneath it. I have found a doorway to booze. Open it. I open it. You open it. Inside, you see uh, a load of uh, different shapes. People that you've, to the kinds of people that you've not seen much of before in this city whereas beforehand you were looking at uh, lots of sailors people coming off the docks people working on the rigging um, of generally of average height here everyone is very short um, about the same sort of size as uh, your friends uh, from the boat who brought you here Oh no, I'm going to be so tall next to them all. You do indeed seem to tower over most of the people. Uh, on the walls, you see that there's various kind of nautical um, decorations. You see uh, pretty tacky kind of plastic red lobsters suspended next to each other. You see bits of old rope uh, worming their way along the ceiling. Um, you can hear the sound of of revelry but subdued um, as though the people here uh, aren't necessarily drinking to uh, really go huge, they're drinking for other reasons. Um, and you can see that there are little groups here and there but there's no kind of massive party. Along the bar um, you can see uh, that the, behind it is high raised very high the flooring and there's actually little steps leading up to it so the bar person is at about uh, average height walking up and down beside it and sat at the bar you see the only figure of uh, average height hooded cloaked sat next to two uh, smaller uh, people and um, you can't see their face, but from the space that they're being given, you can tell that uh, they are someone of importance, or at least of, uh, yeah, of uh, 
renowned in some way. Look over to the bar. Going to the bar. What do we order? Drinks. No, but which ones? I'll ask. I'll find out. Okay. I'll go with Shepard. Oh yeah, I am. We're all going to the bar. Oh god, <laughs> here we go again. <laughs> and, uh, catch the. Oh yeah, uh, how can I help you? Hello, hello, hello. We are very excited to be here. We have come to drink your your hello. alcohol. Um, do you have uh, alcohol that is particularly good for headaches? What would you recommend? The, the barman comes over. Uh, they're wearing what looks to be a kind of dirty sailor's uniform, as though it was uh, <laughs> kind of a, an outfit. You can see they've got a little white hat on that's pretty crumpled. And... Um, this, the cuffs of the suit are stained um, and they look pretty miffed about even having to wear it uh, they have very burly shoulders and burly arms and you can see that actually they're almost straining against um, the material of this suit uh, they look you up and down well how about a house specialty eh? I would like the house specialty please no, a house specialty. How about the Rum yes. Cove for you and your friends? Is it good for robots? Is uh, it good for robots? I'm sure it'll uh, cure what ails you. <gasps> it okay. cures lots of things. Hey, look, it cures things, guys. Great. Uh, yes. I, I mean, yes, yes, please. Yes, please, three Rum Coves, please. Thank you. That'll be uh, one gold, six silver. I, I have I have a chip. I hold my. That sounds like quite a lot because we bought food that was cheaper than that earlier. Well, is it really good? Choice. Yeah, the special is the special. You okay, no, no. I just it just be very. It just I hope it's very good. Oh, it, it'll be good. Okay. You're right, though. We should not spend all our money on booze and food. Well, we need it for space tickets. That's right, that's all points. I'm thinking. But you yeah. know, it's fine. Let's 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 do right. it. Well, it just means we need to earn more than one gold six silver from being here. Right, okay. exactly. We can do that. Okay. We can do that. Uh, you tap your card, and uh, the barman walks away. And I love that it's gone. Let's tap. Let's make me so happy. <laughs> all the Americans taking... watching are just like, what the hell is this witchcraft? Why is why is everyone not stealing money from each other all the time? Why aren't you tipping your bar staff? Off the shelves, and you can see that they're mixing something together. It looks pretty rudimentary. Um, After a little while, they come back, give you drinks. There you go. Enjoy. Thank you so much. Uh, I'm going to, like, start blocking it right now. This time, Infinity is going to watch how everyone else drinks it before pouring it over her head. I feel Yeriel has no... Right. It's going to take like a big swig. Well, I feel like alcohol on a space station is going to be like kind of watery, not, not terribly strong. Do they come in mason jars? No, uh, they, no, uh, they don't. going to say something that is... No. <laughs> <laughs> they come in... Uh... Text me. <laughs> I will text you. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, they, Ali, as you were. They come in uh, what look like uh, washed up bottles, you know, where the glass has been kind oh, of scratched and... Yeah, uh, uh, rewarded by oh, the sea. Super. You said that. Sorry, I, I I was listening. I just then got excited that I had a mason jar. Um, Uriel, you upend this bottle into your face, and the first thing you get is just a vibrating sense of all the different flavours. It's 
there's sort of something seaweedy in there, there's salt, but there's also grime and texture, there's sort of sweat, but at the same time, there's the taste of engine oil, and on top of that, uh, a rich herbal scent, as though a kind of mixture of lime and lemon and uh, thick, thick nutrient paste. That's sort of, it's almost a, a pure umami taste. It's like too, way too much all at once. Like this is way too much sensation and flavor for you, Uriel. It is a lot. Yes. It's like a British person eating properly spiced food for the first time. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, oh. Don't make me feel things. Oh, uh, wow. That's, uh, I, uh, that's got a, that's got a lot to it. <clears throat> Infinity is taking a giant swig. It hits you like a train. <sighs> oh no. <laughs> oh no. Stars just so bright on the body immediately. Just like everything glowing. Oh. Um, <sighs> can you like do that thing where like you lean your elbows against the bar like backwards? Taking the scene. I'm going to roll a deck save just to see if I don't go ask. Make a performance check. Infinity's going to try and do the thing where you put your like elbow and like stand really cool. Performance. That's a two. Yes. Yes. This is what we wanted. You're all nailing that look. You're like an album cover, or at least that's how you are in your minds. You're all standing at odd angles. You're not really looking at each other, looking sideways and ever so slightly off balance. And you can feel as well that the, the floor of the room is just swaying ever so slightly. Oh, it doesn't help. That nightmare. makes Emily feel sick. <laughs> uh, in this pose, can we like scan the room, see if it's, there's, now, do we recognize my, anyone? In my databanks, we're meant to say, do you come here often? That's, is, that, that's... is that the secret code word for mm-hmm. the under the you know what's? Apparently so. Well, no, 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 I don't know for that, but in bars, that's what people say to each other. Okay, maybe that will help us find the people. Okay, I'm going to finish drinking this because it's a bit much. So I'm just going to drink Yeah, I think if you drink then... it quickly, then it'll be better. And then I will I will go this side. <laughs> I'll go say hi to those people. Yeah, you right. go say Wait, hi can to Can you all scan to see if we recognize anyone? Do, do we know, recognize Make anyone from the doctor? check. From here. Who are we going to recognize? Can I guide him? Uh, Uriel, uh, I really yeah. believe in you. I think you're very good at looking for people in a so room. Is, is that an extra D4? Yeah. I don't feel like your heart was in that infinity. Uh, I, I tap him on the shoulder. You do see a couple of people that you saw from the docks, and they seem to be giving you uh, no attention whatsoever. In fact, everybody seems to be very much paying no mind to everyone else, almost as though they're trying to make it obvious that they don't want anything to do with anyone else. They're just here for their own affairs. <clears throat> well, this was very pleasant. I think we should probably go. Um, the no. only person that stands out is this taller figure at the bar, this hooded figure. Is he, are they next to us? Uh, they're a little bit further down the bar. Maybe we should go talk to them. Why, because they're bigger? Well, they seem important. Uh, if we all say, do you come here often at once? That's right, probably right, the best way to do it. Say quietly, say quietly. Should we practice If we all three of us together, yeah. Okay, so three, two, one. Do you, do you come, come here, here often? often? 
Are acting. you standing next to this? No, no, we're practicing. We're practicing. practicing. That was the practice I think that was good. Okay, yeah. okay that was good. Okay, let's look try. casual while we happen to go okay, past yes. them. Okay. Yeah. Oh, wait, who's like, going which side? Because otherwise, if someone, go, I'll stand behind him, so uh, it's less scary. I'll, I'll, I'll of... go. I'll go facing the bar, so I'm like in okay. the middle. I'll go the other side to a kind of surrounding a bit, but like make it look like we're just in a, passing, in a friendly okay? way. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Make it look like great. we're we're just going past, and then we we say the and then we go. Okay, great. Let's do it. Okay. The walk. Ready? Three, two, one. Do you come, you come here, here often? often? <laughs> <laughs> There's a pause. And in fact, you hear oh, the noises dropped a little bit. <laughs> and then... It's so threatening. Oh, God. <laughs> Lean you forward. You clearly do not. No, we don't. It's our first time. Hello. First time, hello. Nice to meet you. They don't turn around. You still can't see inside the hood. All you can see <laughs> is a delicate hand. It looks like soft skin, very slightly tinted with orange, a kind of dusky mm -hmm. orange. Mm -hmm. And you get the scent, even over the kind of grime and sweat of this place, of perfume coming from this figure. As the figure acknowledges you, you feel the tension in the bar slightly drop. What would three ragamuffins want in this bar? We are here to make friends, find fossils, Tell people about our exciting plans for going to space. Mm -hmm. You know, just friendly chatting. Yes. You do realize, of course, space travel is under strict lockdown. Oh, absolutely. With the developments. Oh, for now, for now. But we just uh, wanted, you know, like, that is our plan. That at some Uriel's... point, when it's allowed, we will go to space. Yes. Uriel would like to go home to Martin's Bay. Yeah, yeah, I've been a bit stranded here by, you know, the, the whole, the thing. And um, just need to get home at some point, you know, have just trying you, to work you, out how. Do you know Martin's Bane? I've heard it is a magical place. Hmm. So, you come from the factories, do you? A slight tilt of the head, and you just get a little vision of the, the uh, curved edge of a nose. Um, Interesting. I wonder I'm, how I'm a you robot, found your so. way here. Mm. Yes, you are. So I came from a factory. They made me. Well, I mean, I, Tell I, me. I, I didn't. No, not factory. No, Uriel didn't. Tell me, factory boy. Do they fight where you come from? I hear your type make good brawlers. Uh, I mean, only, only, only when the. Uh, only when the cog demands. Mm, interesting. Show me your arm. Uh, which one? <sighs> the one that you do your damage with. Oh. He does them with both, really. He's very good. Especially in the dick. That's that's where I found a weak spot is. But uh, normally with this arm. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, I see. Very well. How much do you wish to go back to Martin's Bane then? Well, um, 
mean, pretty, pretty badly. Perhaps I can help you all. Oh, well, thank goodness we spoke to you. Yes. Well, it will not be me, of course, who organises such a difficult assignment. I am simply a broker. But I can help you organise passage. Travel off-world in these delicate times will cost you no less than 1,000 gold each. Each. We do not have no. that. That is a lot, we, right? We don't have it Wait, yet. Not yet, yes. And we need and a really well-paying job to get that. Would you happen to know any well-paying jobs? <laughs> What's your name? We haven't been formally introduced. Mm. This is as much introduction as I require. Oh. I'm Infinite Sky 6000. Would you like to know my serial number? Because <laughs> I can tell you if that's useful. You get the sense Eight, that <laughs> this figure would rather not. Okay. Um, and so when, we, when we do acquire the, um, you know, 1,000 gold pieces each, uh, which we, we, I won't take long, uh, we, you know, we're... we're as, as, as a group that's kind of what we're down on the planet to do um where where should we where should we go who should we talk to if you agree you will call us to tell us you have the money we will tell you where to go and the figure holds out their hand and suddenly in it you see a pair of flat gray slates that you've hey. seen before. We've got one, haven't we? We kept one. Yeah. I think. You do have one, yeah. I think we kept the one that um <clears throat> can't remember his name now, but um Oh it's been a lot. Yeah. That guy. Oh lovely. Okay, uh, very well. Should we take both of them or are you keeping one and we keep one? You will take both. Okay. It will cost you oh. 300 gold right now yes i don't have any money so and it, um, these two might i, and I, I, do. I have um, on my chip some of this money yes i have 200 uh, how do we know we can trust you consider it a gesture of faith do i believe them roll an insight check You. It is hard to read this person. You can, can't see much about them, but you get the sense that they are offering you a trade, and that they're sincere in that. That's good. Yariel, if you put in like fifty or a hundred, I will put in the rest. Uh, I could put in. There's two hundred on this card. Put in a hundred, and I will put in two hundred. Okay, I can do that. We have these chips, you know, that they can beat and do it. And the figure just turns their arm ever so slightly. You see the pale skin, and you see uh, a very intricate formation of what looks like scars at first sight, but is actually raised skin, almost in a henna-like pattern. 
um, along the inside of the wrist. They proffer it to you to tap. Tap the card. Tap it. Very good. Take these. And you have gall coming here without even the funds to provide passage, but you may be in luck. Have you heard of Delphine Lebrun? Oh, yes. No, sorry. (laughs) Even I believed you. (laughs) Sorry, I don't know why I said that. Incredible that you could come to this town and not even know of the Lebruns. She's one of the two families who control this town. Okay. Her chief of security, Obadiah Hogg, is looking for help with transfer to one of our ships. Oh, perfect. I happen to know that you may be of some use to him. Perhaps he can be your quick source of coin. That would be very helpful. You could find him at the Horn in Old Town. Right, so fast! The Horn in Old Town. Got it. And where is that? <laughs> Follow the music. You'll find Oh, maybe it. we've been there already. You would know. Have There's a sign. The music. Is it of a horn? You will find out. I think it is. And with that, we will leave it there. (laughs) That was so good. (laughs) I love talking to people. Oh, God. Mission, love, mission, love me. Annie Jennings, everyone. (laughs) So good. Oh, my God. The description of the network. That was the metaverse. <laughs> oh no, no, Please, no! Don't ruin it. I was having a nice time. The fractal God, yes. metaverse. Fuck! Imagine everybody looks a bit like Mark Zuckerberg. You put that metaverse version of him with oh, the sort God. of weird, like Sims, s- Sims style skeleton suit. Yeah. But he's right. also the new Clippy. <laughs> oh, he's just man. been locked in perjury forever to serve yes. the people of the Hey, it looks like you're trying to destabilize a democracy. <laughs> Will you turn the Atmos music off? No, you live in this pub forever. We need to talk about what D&D brief we might want to do next week. I remembered yes, it in oh, my God. brain. It's um, me, isn't it? Is it? Yes, it is you. I've got, um, I've got some, I've got one from, I, know, yeah. I can't remember what it was. I've got one from last time. Which I've just written down the placebo effect, but I can't remember why. Uh, I think it was because Happy I was trying to, to trying to drink drink away my headache, but that did actually work. So maybe it wasn't. Or was it to do with the, did, did we give someone one of the kids something to make them feel better? Um, I don't remember why, so I I am sort of hesitant yeah, no, to do it good. No, without yeah, knowing why. Right. Um, I could do guidance, which I have been throwing around willy nilly, yeah. um, and yeah. probably should do a little bit of explanation on. Mm-hmm. Um, no, other than just well maybe it will just come down to you know just a little a, what a kind word from a friend can do for people but um <laughs> something that came i'm sure up, there's something there something that came up today as well was this idea of uh, uploading and downloading consciousness the fey yeah. eye yeah. yeah i could that's quite a lot it's <laughs> a big the, topic i know it, where where was it that we basically found a bag of holding and what did we do with it we have we still have it 
We just yeah. haven't. We haven't looked at it really yet. Because that um, might be universe breaking as well. So that's fun. Yes, we haven't looked at that yet. <laughs> so wait, let's wait till okay, we do we'll something wait, with a bag we'll of holding, and then yeah, because we don't really know we've got a bag of holding, right? We just think we've got a weird bag. Um, I, I might do guidance because I keep using it, and it would be nice to sort of actually know and come up with an idea of what it's doing. It yeah, uh, if everyone's happy with that, or good berries right. is the other one. You could do good berries. Is it something that makes you feel more detailed? Yeah, really Lambus bread. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. I'll have to think. I'll see which one's more interesting. Kibberies could be expanded into nutrient paste, future food, mm, efficient mm. food, space food. Yeah, yeah. Like okay, that's sounding that's food sounding food promising. Body. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'll have There's a I'll have a look. Some... Yeah. Quite a lot happened today. Oh my gosh. Wonderful. So much stuff. I wanted a to make a stage I could have stayed in the network the entire time. Fay I. Oh my god. Fay I. Fay I. The minute you said it, I was like, of course it's the Fay Wilds. I love Artificial it. Artificial intelligence. Oh, what did you say? Artificial intelligence. Just such wonderful moments today. There's been texting going on between people making jokes at each other. <laughs> Simon. Um, and, uh, this has been a very chaotic one this time around. It always I... happens when we're not live. We always somehow yeah. like it becomes more chaotic this way. We just left to our own devices without the reins of Twitch. Who would have thought that was a thing? Um, <laughs> you know, somehow Twitch is keeping us in yeah. control. Yeah. Like, nuts. Boring, isn't it? We'll be, we'll be pleased to uh, find you again. Is it next week? Twitch. Next week. I yeah. can't remember back. if next week we are doing a normal one or if we're yes. doing. That's... No, we're, we're... I believe the week after. Next, next week. Next week we are. The 6th of April. Yes. yes. The 6th of April um, next week. But is it a normal one. episode or are we doing a. I think. One shot type uh... thing? Oh. Oh, Good point. Do you fancy? Like after a bit of a break, I feel like we could easily just do another normal episode. And Maybe we should just do, do a normal episode. Do a normal yeah, one week after. Do a uh, fun one. Well, we did a fun a break, one. Like the yeah, last as one opposed to the drudgery so. of this this type of thing. Well, let's let's talk. We'll talk about off stream. <laughs> we don't need to talk one. about this live, but um, or pre-recorded. But we'll work yeah. it out. But yes, we'll next week, it. next week, normal, join us normal next week yeah. for something yeah. or other. In fact, we'll be doing things every Wednesday at seven pm UK time on twitch.tv forward slash Dr. Simon Clark because this is where we hang out and we love to hang out with you. It's true. But if you're not free that time, it doesn't matter. We record matter. all our episodes. We upload them onto YouTube and onto the podcast platforms, podcastiness, eventually. <laughs> Sometimes. I've been very behind, busy and very sick. So that's fine. Soon. It's, it's, yeah. that's all right. Um, and also we will mention these things on our socials. Please follow our socials. We're at rpgeeksdnd. Um, we have to have a science thing for what D and D means, like um, data. dendrites. Oh, uh, data and dendrites. Happy neuroscience. Data, data and dendrites. And dendrites. Mm. That should be the name. That's quite. That's quite Let's change everything. <laughs> <laughs> Rather good. Um, so do follow us. We're on Twitter. We're on TikTok. We're on Instagram. Come hang out. Please say hi. Please say, say hi. hi. Thank you all oh. of you who who um, reply to and comment on our tweets and uh, posts. And thank and you everyone videos. who subbed up so today. Nice. I can't believe there were so all many those so generous. subs <laughs> and donations. Just so nice. Like really kind of you all. Um, <laughs> we appreciate it. We really also, do. Also, well done future Simon, uh, Emily, Ali and Shamini for all the funny comments and jokes. Oh. Well, Simon obviously was doing Simon obviously much, was actually. doing so I'll check in after the, after the talk. But, um, but. 
And also, well done, Emily, for, for, for doing it, such a smashed, uh, smashed event at the Natural History Museum as well. We totally smashed. Oh, it, didn't we, we did smash that. That was oh, great. So I definitely hard. still didn't have COVID and was healthy by then. No, it's gonna. Be, a bit of a shame the Daily Mail wrote fun. the article about us with that. <laughs> it's fine. It's all, all coverage is good coverage, right? <laughs> Do you think they, it was It was probably because they picked up on that Twitch stream we did last week mm. with all the stuff about Things they probably that we said about yeah. I'm so confused. That was actually two weeks ago, Ali. I think you'll find. Um, no, last week. Oh, sorry. Yeah. yeah, no, not the last, last one. That was yeah. Which <laughs> also went oh, amazingly. Okay, right. stop. Let's stop. wrap it up. Kill it. That cabinet <laughs> had four specimens in at the start of the evening, okay? Not five. We pre recorded this, everyone. Thank you all I for apologize. joining. We have. Uh, we will see you next week. Bye for now. Bye. Bye. <laughs>